all, of course, I'm going to remind everyone to go to HankStrange.com, sign up for our email list. That's the best way that you can support us, find out about all the places, the platforms and things like that that we're on. Um, you know, we're, we're giving away stuff through the email list as well. Also, we've got links there to like uh, to Ballistic Inc. and all the other places where you can get merch and all of that. You know, if you want to get your hands on some Hank Strange patches, you got to go to HankStrange.com. That's how it works. Something like that, if I can actually get the get, get the them going the right yeah, way. If I can get them up. <laughs> this thing is so reverse. It's like, all right, but so yeah. Go head on over to HankStrange.com. Check that out. Lola's got deals that she's throwing up on uh, Lola's Deals, and you can go through the menu and find her daily deals and all that kind of stuff. Um, let's see here. I think I also want to thank Walther Arms for sponsoring the podcast here. We would not be able to do this without them, so shout out to those guys. Uh, we wouldn't be able to do it without you all either, so please smash those thumbs ups. Uh, leave your comments and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be a hot show. We're getting into it. Let me drop the open real quick. Hit the open. Welcome Bam. back to the Hank Strange situation. That's right. Lifestyle Make sure you subscribe, thumbs up, ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. So we are live right now. Can we see the jazz hands? Come on, everybody. Hit us with the jazz hands. That's right. We are live. I hope you got your big girl panties on. Uh, definitely tonight you're going to need those big girl panties. This is episode 566 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. Uh, the title of the show tonight, you guys, it might be a little cryptic, but I think you should be able to figure it out, at least by the end of the show. The title is Florida Man Makes $137,000 K, $137, a year to hide behind a car. That's right. I'm not kidding you. This is real, and we will break it down for you. Um, our very special guest tonight is a Rolando, the Puerto Rican Pistolero. New to the show. Rolando, what's up, man? How's it going? Thanks for having me on, Hank. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. This is, uh, you know, this is interesting. The first time, like, we actually, we had uh, your wife on yesterday. Yes. And now we got you on. I mean, that's like, come on now. Hey, I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, so... <laughs> Hopefully now, it'll be a good follow-up. Yeah, hopefully. You know, so what's she up to? Is she, like, in the background doing some stuff, taking care uh, of pets? She's actually uh, she's working today, so she's oh. working a little bit late, so she'll probably you'll probably see her sneak in in a few minutes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Mm -hmm. That's all right. All right. This is this is your time to shine, my brother. You know, Boric you, Boricua's in the house. That's Shout out how to we all do the it. Boricua's. If you're out there and you're Boricua, let us know. And we'll shout you out. And if you just want to shout out, you can just let us know. We'll shout you out. Also joining us, uh, keeping it young and fresh up in here, Dill Speck. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say me. No, 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 not you, Richard. No. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, thank What's you again up? for having me on. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, man. I see you got like uh, you got a COVID nineteen haircut up in here, man. What the? That's right, man. My mom, my mom actually normally cuts my hair anyway, so oh. I, I'm one of the lucky ones, I guess. Oh, yes, yes. Count yourself lucky. Uh, thanks for having you on the show, man. It's great to have you here. And then, of course, to keep it old, to keep it old and old school. Old and crotchety. <laughs> old and crotchety. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Definitely old and crotchety. If Walter's not here and we need some crotchetisity. <laughs> we gotta get. I'm your man, Richard Hoffman of BWE is in the house. What's up, Rich? Uh, not much, you know. 
got my hair cut. Yeah, I saw that, man. I saw you were waiting out in the car like a good Floridian. Uh, hell yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we ran down there 10 minutes before they opened and got right in. I was surprised. Yeah, yeah. By the time, by the time, by the time they took us, I think we waited like 15 minutes. By the time they took us, they had a two-hour wait. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Because I guess, um, I think barbershops all went back into effect this week, right? Monday. Yeah, on Monday. On Monday, yeah, officially, yeah. Because my, my barber, Mo, uh, I was just talking to him before the show, and he was like, yeah, it's, you know, business is starting to come back. I mean, they, I'm pretty sure they put some guys out of business, but they probably brought a lot yeah. of people really close to going out of business there. So yeah. thanks yeah. To, thanks to all you guys for being on here. Shout out to to everyone who's out there. Please, guys, smash the thumbs ups. It's real easy. It's real simple. We appreciate it. You know, we appreciate the support of all you guys watching us. But smash those thumbs ups. Um, as I said here, uh, let's see. I don't know if there's a there, – there was a – hold on. There was a super chat or something that I needed to get to here. Here we go. All right, Armament and Axes gave us two bucks. He said, buy some moose. I want to see it. Laugh out loud. Now, you guys weren't in the pre-chat. That might sound a little suspicious right there, what he's saying. <laughs> but basically, he wants me to put moose in my hair and spike it up like old school mohawk. So. Oh, gonna... I thought he wanted you to put a moose in your hair. <laughs> uh, no, no, definitely not. You know, I mean, who knows? Who knows? You know, it could be one of those it puts the lotion on its skin type yeah. situations. <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys were thinking that. Oh, Little moose lotion. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know you guys are thinking that out there. So, uh, Jake, Jake Delahome has a funny comment. He says, Walter is busy downloading K pop videos. <laughs> He's got that itch after last night. Yeah. So last night we had Latina locked and loaded on. And obviously, obviously, she's uh, Rolando's uh, wife and she's into K-pop. We, we, you know, we feel bad for you, man. Our sympathies <laughs> go out to you. Oh, man. You know, uh, it, it, it's like she says, it's pretty catchy and some of it is pretty crazy. Yeah. Like uh, their music video, it's. It's like a lot of things that the Asians do, they kind of take the Western stuff and then they take it to 11. Yeah, so they take absolutely. whatever Americans love and they and you know they take it to the maximum level. Yeah. So it's usually pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, K-pop is big. What was this? She said BTS, right? Yeah, BTS is her favorite group. Yeah, BTS is her favorite. Mm -hmm. So shout out to BTS, if anyone knows those dudes out there, um, you know, but you're- uh, I have. No idea no. what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Dylan doesn't know either. Dylan, you don't know anything about K-pop, right? Even if you do, no. just say no. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> no, Dylan Dylan is older than all of us spiritually. <laughs> so That's true. That's why I have trouble talking to girls my age a lot of times. Yeah, he doesn't know anything that the kids are into now, man. No. <laughs> no. He's just a straight-up patriot from, like, he's a reincarnation. <laughs> hey, that's good. Captain America. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So, listen, we have a whole bunch of things that we're going to talk about. The big thing I wanted to get into here tonight while we're getting this going, like I said, just everyone smash the thumbs ups and let us know. Now, I don't know if you are all aware of this. Um, I'm going to pull this up on the screen. This is a Truth About Guns article. There's lots of news that's uh, coming out right now. 
But this, this particular one we're reading is on truth about guns. Um, Broward sergeant who stayed in his car during Parkland shooting gets his job back. That's the headline here. And I'm going to read about this. Um, so the shooting at uh, uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School exposed uh, uh, breathtaking levels of incompetence throughout the Broward County Sheriff's Department. It started at the top with the preening clownish Sheriff Scott Israel, and from there to Captain Jan Morgan, who ordered responding deputies to form a perimeter around the school rather than enter and challenge the shooter, which had been standard law enforcement protocol since Columbine. And who could forget the, the performance of Scott Peterson, the school resource officer, who was on campus at the time of the shooting? He stayed outside the building listening to the sounds of screams of gun, of, and gunfire as 17 people were murdered. With Israel, Morgan, and Peterson, uh, with, while Israel, uh, Morgan, and Peterson were the most prominent Broward bunglers, they were not alone. When current Broward Sheriff Gregory Tony was appointed after Israel was finally dumped, he fired three officers for their actions or lack thereof the day of the shooting. One of those he fired was Sergeant Brian Miller. Now, as AP reports, Miller has somehow had his job restored. A Florida sheriff sergeant fired because he sat in a parked car during a 2018 mass shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School will get his job back along with back pay, according to a statement uh, from the union that represents the deputies. Uh, the arbiter dismissed the case against Brian Miller after finding that his due process rights were violated when Broward uh, Sheriff's Gregory Tony terminated him, the South Florida Sun Sentinel reported. Miller earned around $137,000 a year in 2018. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, there's other stories here that I could go to, but I just want to give you guys all uh, a chance to respond to that. Uh, whoever, whoever wants to uh, jump in there, feel free to jump in. Basically, this guy was like, I think he got there to the scene, put on his, uh, his vest, and either hit behind his car or got back in the car or something like that. Um, Somebody should have backed the damn car over him. Yeah. It's, uh, what a piece of crap. Yeah, it, it, it makes me, re first of all, I have to say something like, you know, I think definitely there's police officers out there, there's teachers. We have this conversation all the time about, you know, um, about pay, right, for people. And I think that I would say that there's teachers that should get paid that kind of money for sure. There's police officers and all that that should make that kind of money. But it's shameful that this guy was getting paid that much money to sit outside of school while there were kids in that school that needed him. And as a result of his inactions, not only did they leave, lose their lives and, and their families were destroyed by that, um, the entirety of Florida, and, and for that matter, the, the whole country is suffering because of that thing, right? And including in Florida, we lost our gun rights over that, over what these guys did, and it pisses, it pisses me off. You know? Yep, that's your yeah. tax money well spent. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's all because uh, I, I'm down in Broward County. Just disclaimer for everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're we're about 35 minutes uh, south of Parkland. And if you listen to last night's podcast, uh, my wife Latina locked and loaded. She was my fiance at the time. Um, she was out there, uh, you know, with her her younger niece and her sister. Uh, you know, they're out there for like a doctor's appointment. So she was waiting at one of the public parks and it was about a mile away. 
So, you know, she heard the commotion and everything like that. And that's kind of what sparked us, mm-hmm. you know, on, on our freedom and activism right. route. But it, the real travesty is that it just showed a failure of government at every level. And the people, as usual, are the ones that pay the price. The first people that paid the price were obviously the children and the teachers that were killed there. Uh, and then the second people that paid the price were their families. And then the third people that paid the price were ultimately us as the voters and taxpayers in Florida, because mm-hmm. they had something like what, 36 times that this guy was, uh, reported. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and, <clears throat> and it wasn't just the local police. It was the FBI. Yep. Uh, it was, you know, so you had the feds, you had the local, you had the state all fail. Uh, none of them communicated with one another. And ultimately now, what did we get? We got red flag laws and we've got the, the age now 21 to purchase a firearm in Florida. Mm-hmm. So that's what we got. And thanks to Republicans, too, which everyone loves to uh, forget about that sometimes and say, mm-hmm. well, you know, the Republicans are always going to be there to save our gun rights. No, they're just oh, like oh, yeah. they're politicians. They're like everybody else. Yeah. And they, uh, and they failed. The yeah. Republicans are, you know, I think they're in line before the damn Democrats take the gun. So it's pieces of shit. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Definitely here in Florida, um, we, the the politicians that we have failed us. But in, in this case, there were police officers on the ground at oh, yeah. this incident. Yep. If they were getting paid this well, I saw someone say that, you know, their police department, I think it's the Jew says uh, the cops are uh, Tulsa cops are badass and get paid like 35 K. That's what my local guys get paid. I, I don't believe I, I wish yep. they could get paid more than that. Right. Because there's, yeah. lo- there's lots of police officers around the country and they were police officers that were not in this um, precinct or in this area. And they were trying to get there to save these kids and they got fired. And then you had cops who were right there. OK, right there. They, you know, he had a bulletproof vest. This is what you get paid the 137 K for. Right. You don't stay outside and wait to find out what's going on when when you're looking at a school and you know there's kids in there. You know, um, this is like amazing. This is amazing that this kind of stuff is happening in Florida. And obviously, you know, you said this is the the, the part of Florida that you're in. It's shameful that all this money is being spent for nothing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely true. I, I mean, I don't know how I don't even know how this guy can actually like show back up, you know, and put back on that badge and pretend like he's pretended uh, protecting those people. Sorry, go ahead. I, I don't want to like not let you guys talk. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Well, something that I'll say real quick is the only the only way to get any form of accountability in this. It's all in the governor DeSantis's hands because he suspended the sheriff. Mm-hmm. When there was enough pressure yeah. on him, we got to put enough pressure on him to suspend this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. just my opinion. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. I would rather, I would rather, um, I would rather pay more money and get rid of this guy. I, I would just say, listen, pay this guy whatever the hell it takes and get him the way the hell away from us. I, I wouldn't want this guy infecting the rest of the police department. I don't want to make it seem like I think. That cops are cowards, man. Most of the guys who step up and take these jobs, you know, these are good people. These are people who put their own lives and their families' lives at risk in order to do this thing. But there's no way in hell you should let this guy go back into to the police department, man. You need to get rid of that guy, no matter what it takes. Uh-huh. 
you're being way too nice. This guy and the rest of them should be taken out and beaten until they're a pile of goo. And then beaten some more. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, people like this should not be allowed to live. I, I go, go ahead, Rolando. I feel like you want to jump in here. Oh, so for oh, some reason. Did re- we lose his audio? Yeah, your audio is oh, yeah. out. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, sorry about that. I forgot the uh, the exact Supreme Court case, but I know that un- unfortunately this is the one that drives me crazy and a lot of people often forget is the Constitution yep. or state law don't impose a general duty upon, upon police officers or government op- officials to protect people from harm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's definitely something – yeah, and it's definitely something – now obviously that can be the case, but there there's a form of honor and mm-hmm. you know a sense of duty that comes into you know when you take an oath. Yeah, uh, like that. And I think that, unfortunately, we've seen like a cultural shift. And, and sometimes it's just demographically certain places. Broward County is just that kind of place. You yeah. know, we don't have the same uh, demographics or traditions down here, the same type of politics. So you get, uh, you know, you get a certain type of uh, culture in the uh, police corps down here. And that's kind of what you get, unfortunately. Uh, and sometimes it could be just a few bad seeds in one precinct that screw it up for everybody else. And they set a bad example. Mm-hmm. And and Rolando, based on what you said earlier, you made a really good point. I think when you said that it's another example of when the government fails and we lose more liberty as a result. You know, it was yeah. Thomas Jefferson that said, yep. "Those that give up essential liberty for temporary security deserve neither, and will end up yeah. with neither." Mm-hmm. And you know, my my whole thing with this is, you know, I I don't mean I don't mean like. Myself, I'm not, you know, I don't act like I'm some type of tactical expert, mm-hmm. but I know enough to know that if you're the only man with a gun and there's a bunch of innocent people getting yeah. slaughtered, you engage the shooter. I mean, doesn't yeah. matter it's what happens. It's pretty simple to, to me. Yeah. It doesn't yep. matter what happens to you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yep. I mean, I, I think anybody, it, that man is a coward. And any normal-hearted person, even someone without, we'd have been better off having a good-hearted person like us with no mm-hmm. gun to, to take that guy yeah. out. Well, they had yeah, that one absolutely. coach that that guy right, killed, that tried that to that do that in too. front of it. So you know right. they had yeah. people there. Yeah, so absolutely. That's the part. Yeah, that's absolutely. The part. There were there were teachers here that uh, they were trying to do too. something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, um, you know, it's it's funny to me that it's so easy to have something like COVID-19 pop up and then they want to reset our rights. Right. And yeah. and and put all these restrictions on us. How the hell can we reset what's happening in places like this? How can we reset what's happening in, in this county where basically these guys are useless? They're totally they're, it's totally useless to have a situation like this going on. How the hell is this going to make these kids feel any safer to know that a bastard like this gets to go back and be on the police force? Who the hell? I mean, what's he doing? What's he actually going to do that's of any benefit? You Nothing. Know? It's going to take up oxygen. Yep. Yeah. And. And I, I, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist here, but I, I'm just going to say it. You know, with Broward County, they have a track record. They're police officers. of. You saw the pictures of Scott Israel with Hillary mm-hmm. Clinton. I mean, they are mm-hmm. anti-American. Mm-hmm. They're yep. anti-gun. How do we know that this guy, they are on record of being anti-gun. All mm-hmm. of his officers are, basically. How, how do we know 
that this guy didn't want to use this tragedy tragedy as a way for the Floridians to lose their rights. I mean, how do we know? How do we know that that he didn't go in, you know, not, you know, just off of his heart thinking, oh, maybe this will solve my political agenda. I mean, I don't mean to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but which guy you're saying the uh... the the, the guy, the the guy that didn't go in the school. How do we know that because of him being anti-gun, he didn't want to stop him? I think the dude was just a. I think the dude was straight up coward Peterson. Yeah, I I agree with him. Yeah. I think he's yeah. proven. I think it's one of those things. Was, that, what, did it, was there some saying that he's anti-gun? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Was he? I, I, was well, he, I think Israel is the the main okay. sheriff for the entire the city. Yeah. yeah, he's he's uh, he's uh, like. How does that happen? How does a sheriff become anti-gun? So he does you, his he does his job without uh, without carrying a sidearm. Well, it's not that they're anti-gun. They're anti that everyone else having guns. Yeah, that's yeah. how it works. Yeah. So, um, you know, are we even the tool for power? They're all for it. Yeah, I think there might be something going on on YouTube. I'm going to keep this going just in case because I know we're Yeah. Yeah. Um, there might be something that happened with YouTube, Lola saying, because I noticed like I can't see the chat scrolling through anymore, but we're we're still obviously going here. So I don't know if they took us down. I don't think we did anything. To violate <laughs> we didn't anything. do anything. <laughs> we didn't do anything to violate anything, so far as I know. Maybe they don't like what we're talking about. It's possible, or, or something yeah. like that. Um, but I, I think that for right now, we're we're going to keep going unless I get uh, some other word from Lola. And let's see if she's saying it looks like it's just a YouTube kind of issue or something like that. So we'll we'll just keep going with this. Um, there's so like, how do you? Yeah, the what we were just talking about is how are you the sheriff? Of a, of a county somewhere and you don't believe in guns how do you do your job you're not using guns right or do you believe that only you could have the guns so that when you have to defend people and their children you can make the choice to go now nah, i'm not going to do it i'm not going to i don't feel like uh risking myself like don't even don't even put on the badge don't even consider a career in in law enforcement if you're if you're afraid of risk, this is why the community gets together and pays you money, even if it's a little bit of money or even if it's a lot of money. I wish that people that were professionals, you know, that were well trained and um, and that are really serving their community would, would make more money. I wish that I wish that would happen. But what the hell? Like, how can you even be the sheriff and you have those kind of thoughts going through your mind? What's what's wrong with the people who even put a guy like that up there? Because they're bureaucratic politicians. Yep. Yeah. You know. And what did Rick? I'm sorry, Richard. You go ahead. Oh, uh, you know, most of those damn sheriffs get voted in, and mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. are more concerned about their political career. Yeah. Than law enforcement. Yeah. So what? That's just entry level or stepping stone to. Yeah. It's to, just a stepping stone. To getting more power out of us. And I think it's what brings it back to like to what Dylan was trying to say. Ultimately, we are alone. We are alone. It's yep. better for us to not pay these people and not have them at all and realize that we are alone. Because all the things that they did here in Florida that goes against the Florida Constitution and the Constitution of America to give us gun control was totally 
totally useless. And if you're one of these kids, I'm not trying to like go after the kids or anything like that. I think I feel like they have the right to say and think whatever they want to. But if you're one of these kids and you really don't feel safe, how does that how does any of this make you feel safe? You know, how does any of this to make you make you feel safe? Go ahead. And not only that, but these kids, many of them in high school, they don't realize that in, in Florida, once they turn 18, they have no Second Amendment at all. How no. how is it? If, yeah. could, 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 the, could Rick Scott have been able to say, well, if you're 18 years old, you can't practice your freedom of religion anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always the Second Amendment that's treated as a second class right mm-hmm. that always gets trampled on. Yep. And it's not the Bill of Needs. It's the Bill of Rights. Mm-hmm. And. I, I don't understand how how this stuff hasn't been struck down in court. Just my opinion. Um, unfortunately, are, go ahead. Go ahead. The Rich. courts are too chicken to mm-hmm. to hear it. You know. Yeah. Oh well, we don't want to hear that because it might you know look bad. Who gives a crap? Mm-hmm. And I'll say one you more know, thing. Do your damn job. Right. And and I'll say one more thing. Rick Scott put his political career above the bill of rights and he he went around and did a whole dog and pony show as, as saying oh i just i just signed this these laws look at how badass i am and yep. then and then mm-hmm. what does florida do they send him to the senate oh, it'll man, be that's... years before yeah. they have to deal with him and and you know what i say to all the people that say well who did you want bill nelson over over rick scott well here's what i say if rick scott would have lost and bill nelson would have won we likely would have had a stronger candidate to run against Nelson the next six years, yeah. but now we'll never get rid of Rick yeah. Scott. Yeah. Like, also, you know, what difference? Be, be in there what, forever. Right. Also, what difference does it make? Yeah, they're the same thing. They just they're different the parties. Difference. Yeah, and we're we're just rewarding these guys for doing bad things. It's just like this cop where he did something horrible. We're rewarding it for him. Him right. for that. And I'm not and I you wouldn't know. tell you know, if I was in your position, Hank, I would not have voted for Nelson. I would have voted third party and I'd have, um, I didn't I would have I didn't vote for either one of those guys. Yeah. No, I know, uh-huh. I know, I know you did. I know you did. <laughs> no, but I'm just no. saying for me, yeah. I yeah. would not have voted for, I would have not voted for Scott. No matter yeah. no matter no. if people think he's the lesser of two evils or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So let me let's just uh let's just take a little quick break here. What exactly is going on? It looks like all of YouTube is down. That's what you see? Because someone else said it looks like they killed our channel. It's not yours. Oh, okay. Yeah. CNN is down. Fox News is down. The people's channels are down. Yeah. You can Google it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's just take a little break here in this. I'm going to still keep recording this. And then maybe we'll just have to post it back up later. Um, yeah, Hank. Uh, uh, Pinder says no YouTube. Yeah. 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 yeah you're not seeing yeah, YouTube. That's YouTube on my phone. Wow. Yeah. A little circle. Just, <laughs> yeah, you know, I just tried to go on YouTube. On it, no yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I broke YouTube. <laughs> I've never. You know what? That is. This is so crazy. I've seen a lot of things. I've had the channel deleted. I've been kicked off while we're on air. I've well, at least we know it's not us. Yeah, well, the crazy that is thing insanity. is, I, I can see our feed because I had the window open in the background. It's still going. It's mm-hmm. just the chat's not updating or anything. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah because on so the system that I'm using to put this to YouTube, it still says we're live. It says we're yeah. still going out there. So maybe there's people. There's some people who can actually see us, <laughs> but they but we can't. See they just can't com- comment. Yeah, mm-hmm. some people. It depends on the servers and where people are. So. Some people, Dylan. What are you seeing? If you try to, I don't know if you're using your phone oh, for this, so you might not be able to. I'll pull it up real fast. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, but I know Howard Pinder reached out to me on on my on my phone, and he said, "Yeah, first he thought that they pulled the channel, but he says, yeah, man, I can't get anything out of YouTube.' So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> who broke man. the internet? <laughs> I don't think it was I us. I can yeah. still yeah, see us in the chat. Work. I just can't yeah. come. Man. It's uh, it's uh, oh. Chinese first strike. That's what uh -oh. it is. Uh oh, uh oh, man, who knows what's going? On. <laughs> this is it's it's so uh, it's it's crazy." Maybe there's just a lot of people going live right now. This is probably another um, effect of the whole uh, coronavirus shutdown, right? That everyone's getting yeah. online and everyone's doing um, everyone's doing calls. I was just like before another thing I did before I came on here with you guys. I was just on a, I don't know what they call it, but one of these live calls with a with a bunch of the staff over at Ammo Land News. So shout out to those guys. I'm pretty sure they can't. I don't know if they were watching. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to give them a shout out at some point here after I got like, I'm really pissed off about this thing. And that's why I'm not, I know it seems like I'm talking a lot because I do talk a lot, but I'm really mad and I'm trying to stop myself from just going like all the way out to how mad I am yeah. about this particular thing because it's really upsetting. You know, I have young kids. My kids are still in college, but they went through high school and all this kind of stuff. And I mean, anyone who's either, yeah. if you've been a kid... You went to a school, I'm sure in your school stuff happened, and we've been worrying about this for a long time in America, and if we really want to fix things, let's actually fix stuff and stop, like, messing around and, and, and let, allowing nonsense like this to happen. Like, I, I, wouldn't, I would not be as mad if I heard that Florida had to pay this guy to go away. But to put this guy back into effect, hell no. Yep. Yeah. You know, that should not be allowed to stand. Um, yeah, uh, Jason St. Pierre says we're still live. Yep. <laughs> he yeah, said I can in Maine. Still see us in yeah, it's just the yeah. chat is dead. The chat's messed yeah. up. He says in Maine he could still he could still see us. Yeah, I had my wife try to go on Facebook. I see you. Yeah. I ask, I, care, I, ask, yeah. I carry my revolver, what you're talking about right this minute. Right. And he said Amoland, which tells me that you are Yeah, yeah. So here, I will throw this up on the screen. Let me go full screen for me. So I've said this before. I always, I've given this number. Let me see if this will show the number. That's the number right there if you, if you want to communicate with me, by the way. So that's on my phone. That number actually goes through to my phone. It's an app called Superphone on my phone. There's lots of people that communicate with me. There's the number. It's 352-251-0048. If you want to reach out to me, you can do that. When The, the first time you reach out... What's actually going to happen with that is that it's going to um, it's going to send you a message saying fill out this form so I know who I'm talking to, okay? Because you know I do I do have haters, which is weird. But, <laughs> you know, I guess we we all have haters out there. <laughs> okay. Well, so then I guess let's um, let's continue. Yeah, I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep going, man. We don't. Yeah, we're Show we're not. Go on. Yeah, we're not going to stop it. And if James there's people Miller, still watching from Pennsylvania, J who James, James Miller? Miller? Shout out to James Miller as well. He's watching from Pennsylvania. Um, you know, so if the people out there, we'll we'll keep going. Like I said, shout out to the Amoland guys. Another thing I wanted to tell you guys on this social media thing here, and I'm going to throw it up on the screen. So for for the last two months, we haven't had our main Facebook page, which we had mm -hmm. over fifteen thousand followers on. Finally, Facebook uh, gave it back to us. <laughs> so Facebook slash Hank Strange, we got it back. Miracles do happen. After, yeah, Yay! after a long time That's of awesome. fighting about it, you know, um, 
it's so it's really crazy. They still can't tell me what happened. So I think they initially they they're saying they hit us for we did something with guns that we weren't supposed to do on there, but they can't tell us why we lost our page and then why it took so long to get it back. But we do have it back, and um, I'm not a super fan of uh, I'm not a super fan of all this stuff. But we need it in order to reach you guys. That's how it works. Until we all yeah. figure out a better way to do this, we, we need to uh, rock and roll with these guys. And even if we had our own way, I'm sure we would run into technical difficulties. Uh, Raphael oh, McRae yeah. says, you're live. I'm in North Carolina. No chat. Oh, this is, oh, okay, so that's Bricks. Shout out to Bricks. So now there's a whole bunch of people. Daryl Green says, I'm seeing the broadcast. Uh, Daniel Barria says he's watching. <laughs> Shout out to all the people. Daniel watch. Huh? All oh, right. Oh, Gun Doctor TV. Yeah, he says he's watching. So shout out to all those guys. What is happening in the world, man? Are we going to hell in a handbasket? <laughs> Anyone? Yes. Have, yes. We are. Anyone have some theories, <laughs> Dylan? I'll tell you this: with the amount of guns that I'm seeing being sold, and and you know the place that I work at, people are starting to agree that the world is coming to an end. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of craziness. Chris Bullis says he refreshed the stream and it says my channel has no content. I think that's happening to a lot of different um, places. So Yeah, I think if you're in, you're in. And yeah. if you're not, you're not. Yeah, in. we're going to come back to this guy here in a second. Just I want to give it some time and see if these things get corrected while we're doing this. But let's, you know, let's go to Rolando. Uh, you're the new guy here on... Um, on yeah, you're the new guest here on the, on the podcast for the first time. Why don't you tell us about yourself? You know, sure. Yeah, how you started uh, doing this. Most of us are going to want to know how you met uh, Latina Locked and Loaded, to be honest. but Yeah, yeah, I can go for all that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, how did I get into guns? Well, I'm, I'm Puerto Rican Pistolero. I was born in Puerto Rico. All right. Uh, I, I was Navy brat growing up. My dad was in the uh, Navy for 25 years. Okay. Uh, both my parents are Puerto Rican. So my dad was born in Brooklyn, moved to Puerto Rico later on when his family got some land. And my mom was born and raised there. Uh, so after that, moved. I was born there, moved to Japan, uh, moved throughout the South, South Carolina, Jacksonville, uh, ended up down here where my old man retired. Eventually, I went to college down here, and uh, that was around my freshman year was uh, 2001. So obviously, September 11th happened right when I started high school. And a lot of my older friends at the time that were seniors joined up in the military, uh, most of them in the Corps. And uh, when a lot of them came back, when I started going to college, uh, they're like, hey, we went out to duty. Uh, we went overseas. Let's show you how, how to shoot and how to protect yourself. And uh, even though my dad was always pro-Constitution anything and everything like that, uh, Puerto Rico doesn't really have a big gun culture. So, uh, you know, he never owned any firearms or anything like that. Uh, but he never discouraged, you know, any of any of that. So my buddies took me out shooting and that's pretty much all she wrote. Uh, I bought my first handgun uh, when I could when I was 21. Uh, and back then it was really more just the casual, hey, I can use this to defend myself and I love going out shooting. Mm -hmm. So like a lot of people at that time, like pretty much everyone that I knew, uh, 45s were still in. 
<laughs> so that's that's what you get. So I yeah. just like Joe was this saying <laughs> yesterday, that was my first pistol. I bought a, a Springfield right. XD. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. that's what a lot of my buddies had back then. It seems like everyone had Glock 19s or they had XDs back then. In yeah, the, uh, in that late 2000s kind of period. Yeah. By the so, way, we've got the chat coming back. It looks like there's a bunch of stuff. I'm throwing it up on the screen when awesome. I can here. Looks like um, it looks like uh, people are coming back on the chat. I didn't mean to uh, interrupt you there. No, no. Yeah. If That's you're coming awesome. back, let us know. Also, smash the thumbs ups and all that kind of stuff. So Rolando was explaining that his wife, Joe, when she was on yesterday, she said the first time you took her shooting, you just handed her a 45 and yep. told her, go shoot this. So she... <laughs> She wasn't so, a big fan of that, so. The the way that I always looked at it, it's like when you're growing up and the first time that you drink, if somebody mm -hmm. doesn't give you some high-level uh, whiskey <laughs> and they just hand you a plastic bottle, you don't know any better. Right. And you're like, hey, this is, this is I'm having a good time over here. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's pretty much how it was. I told her, you know, I explained to her all the safety rules uh, and just told her to go at it. This is a 45. It might mm -hmm. have some recoil, but... Uh, she took it like a champ, and like she said, uh, she loved it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I took a lot of my friends that were, you know, uh, guys and girls, and that's that's what I took them to shoot. Nobody ever complained. So yeah, sometimes it's just if uh, you you put somebody out there with an open mind and they don't know any better, sometimes they're like, hey, this is awesome. So yeah. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> I think you want to start people on uh, like a twenty-two or, or a bigger nine millimeter and right. just let them move from there, but. Yeah. You know, uh, it seems like sometimes you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So. Um, so I so I got a couple of questions about this, but if yeah. you do, Rich, or or you do, Dylan, just let us know. Um, one was it like a test? You know, like in that movie where the guy said, you know, you you open the car for for the girl and let her in, and then you go around to the driver's side and you wait to see does she open the door for you? <laughs> you know, was it a test? Was it one of those deals? <laughs> uh, no, not really. You know, I don't even remember how I brought it up because, you you know, I'm, I'm sure that a lot of guys can attest to it, especially now the younger guys these days. Like, I feel bad for, for the guys that are like 10 years younger than I am. I'm in my 30s. Mm -hmm. um, you, you just put feeders out there when you meet a woman that you think is the right woman. You're like, ah, but I, I got some things like guns. Sometimes they can get skittish about this stuff. Um, but I, I was usually pretty lucky. I had a lot of, uh, a lot of friends in my circle that were, that were women and they were always pretty open to firearms. So I was like, well, if Joe's just as cool as some of my friends, she's got to She's got to accept this or else I'm not going to be down with this. Yeah. So I, I fed it in there and she was like, oh man, I want to go shooting so badly. Let's do it. And you know, that that's pretty much where it worked from there. Uh, yeah. and that's cool. We were pretty much casual gun owners from there. Just, you know, I had a couple yeah. of pistols and go planking every once in a while. Yeah. By the way, is she's not J.R. Walls, is she? Uh, yes. Yeah, first of all, I see this weird kitten thing, which Babyface was explaining what that means to me, that that's some <laughs> kind of like uh, related to K-pop situation. I think it's an anime uh, on yeah. Netflix or something. I yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, somehow. So I was like, I wonder if this is her over here. Okay, so very cool. And then the other thing that we were wondering yesterday, we were making fun of her. Like, So you did this with all the girls, right? All the girls you handed them. This Was this your move? <laughs> no, it, it wasn't my move because I actually, uh, like I said, we had a big – we had a big circle of, of friends, pretty diverse. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's just at that time where I just feel like – Mm -hmm. That's just what we had in South Florida. 
we had a huge group of of guys and girls, Latinos, black people, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, brown people, white people. And we just used to go out all the time. So that was just one of our things. Like my friends kind of made it a welcome to the group. Like, let's go out shooting kind of thing. So we always had positive experiences. So anytime that I met somebody, especially a woman that I felt it was important that you know, a lot of Latin women are pretty feisty and pretty strong. Mm-hmm. So that's how a lot of my friends in my group were. And, you know, they were always into self-defense and trying to take martial arts and things like that. So and a lot of them realized after a while I can learn this. But if I'm facing if I'm facing an aggressor that's stronger than I am or has any sorts of these skills, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. Yep. So I really need an equalizer. Yeah. So obviously open handed skills are extremely important. But if you have any other tools like a, a firearm or a knife, yep. that's going to increase your chances of survival, especially for a female or somebody who's smaller or older. Um, so I always just said, hey, you should own a firearm. You're open to it. Mm-hmm. I've got one. Let's go. And and yeah. I would just kind of encourage that. Yeah, I think we lost. We lost Rich, but we'll probably. Get, yeah, we'll probably get him back here. Dylan. So you're a young man out there. Do you currently have a girlfriend? I know this is prying. I, know. I understand. Uh, uh, no, I do not, Hank. But, okay. Uh, you know. Are you in the market? Uh, are you in the market at all? Or are you just focusing I, on, on work and school nowadays? To be honest with you, it's kind of like one of those things I told you about with me making an Instagram. I'm, I'm just lazy. <laughs> I'm lazy. It gets put on the back burner. But it's I, too much I, I work. You sound like my son's. It's too much work to to go after these chicks. But that's where I'm going with this. Like, you know, we know what Rolando went through. Like, how is it for you out there? And he and and Rolando, I'm sure you were trying to, like, make sure that any girl you were getting serious with had to be into guns. Right. That's where you were headed with this. Yeah, I actually went through a period before I met Joe where I was single for like two. I want to say two or three years. Mm -hmm. It would just be random dates and mm-hmm. I actually met her online. This is the mm-hmm. funny, this is the really funny thing. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hijack this again. No, um, but oh, no problem. I met her on the internet and she ended up living two miles down the street from me. What? So, so that, that's, that's the crazy part. That's awesome. And, and, she, and she actually, I had, I had started messaging this other girl at the time. Uh-oh, uh-oh. And, and, go know, easy, on, go on easy this, here. On, yeah, on this day, I was on OkCupid, so I don't know how that website is nowadays, but back then it was pretty legit. Mm-hmm. So, so I had been messaging somebody else and she messages me. So Joe actually made the move on me. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I went with the old, you got to have your dog in the profile fi- photo trick. And mm-hmm. so that, that, that initiated the conversation. So, mm-hmm. uh, Dylan, I get, if you got a dog or pets, you got to do that. That's the first advice I have to give you. That's how uh-huh. you, that's how you show, that's how you, you, get, you yeah. show some humanity there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right now is so, a good time for us to help, uh, old Dylan out here. You know, uh. <laughs> so she actually messaged me and, you know, we ended up going back and forth. And I told the other girl, like, hey, look, I met somebody else. I'm going to give her a shot. Like, sorry. And yeah. that's all she wrote and on a date. And 10 years later, this is where we are. Awesome. Yeah, I think I think both of you did well to be with each other. So congratulations. Everyone only people only congratulate me on, on Lola. <laughs> Nobody says to Lola, you know what? You are so lucky to have such an awesome <laughs> Uh, no one ever says that. They just tell me, oh, she's so awesome. You're so lucky. So now, what we say to Lola is, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> yes. Uh, people have said that right in front of me. <laughs> They're like, really? You, you know, what is your problem, woman? What do you see in here? <laughs> you could do so much better than this. <laughs> Are you drunk? <laughs> 
but you guys are lucky. So let me, but let's find out from, I mean, anyone could jump in here, but Dylan, so it like, you know, do you have, do you even think about this kind of stuff? Do you have these kind of requirements? Like you're not going to talk to any girls if they're not down with guns and stuff like that. Uh, exactly. Like I'll, I'll tell you straight up, Hank, like mm-hmm. the amount of people that I trust in my life, I can, I can count with one hand mm-hmm. and like I've got two really close friends of mine in college that mm-hmm. uh you know that I trust with I trust with anything mm-hmm. you know and um I got family members that I trust but like with me um I will tell you straight up like uh I am very annoyed with most kids my age and I it's mm-hmm. I don't think that I'm better than them but by the way that they carry themselves like mm-hmm. I find it so annoying Mm-hmm. That like it's hard for me to talk to girls my age, and then like a lot of times like the girls that I do like talking to that are older, they look at me and um I look even younger than my age. So that kind of <laughs> that kind of hurts me a little bit, yeah. you know. So yeah. But when I when I get out of college next year, uh, I'm gonna be. I was telling you how lazy I am with it, and uh, I'll be running out of excuses when I get out of college next year. Yeah. Because you know, I'll have a lot more time on my hands. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I would say this to you, right? I would say this to you. Um, have faith. Don't worry about it. I mean, look at us here. The guys who are married, we're not the, uh, you know, some of us aren't the sharpest tools or the best looking tools in the shed. We still got married, so there's hope for you. Right, right. <laughs> no, well, you know, you know <laughs> there's ahead. plenty of stupid out there. <laughs> <laughs> I did. There's a part of that that I didn't hear, and I'm so glad. <laughs> hey, hey, Hank, I'll just mm-hmm. say this. Uh, uh-huh. I'll I'll just say this on record. Uh, I had a lot of fun when I was in Vegas. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Let's leave it there. Let's leave it there. Yeah, I'll just leave it there. <laughs> yeah, 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 let's let's leave it there. But yeah. I think you know the reason why I'm asking about this. I know we're kind of tr- switching, and I'm and I'm seeing everyone's coming back in here, and we will we'll switch back to what we were talking about. But I think it is important. I think a lot of kids feel the same way that Dylan does. Like in, in today's time, it's so hard. Like people, you know, I'm not saying everyone is under this spell of whatever's going on because everyone isn't. Yeah. But it seems like so many people, it's not just young people. They're grown ass people. They're old people who are under some kind of like they're hypnotized by the media and stuff like that. And they just can't yeah. see this no matter what you say to them. You know, go. I mean, jump in here if any of you guys agree with me or you're noticing the same thing. Oh, no, I wholeheartedly agree with you. It's ridiculous, some of these people, you yeah. know, yeah. wearing their masks while they're driving by themselves in their car. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what the hell is that? And they're wearing the mask, you know, down like here, you know. Oh, That's my God. A of- I. I got to pull up this meme that Joe Rogan had. I saw this Joe Rogan meme on his um, IG. Let me see if I can pull it up here. Um, Joe Rogan, let's see here. I'm going to throw this in here and share it. So here's a meme that was on his IG. I'm going to share it with you guys. Dudes that wear face masks when they're driving, and it's a girl holding up the guy while she's kissing him. You know, have you guys (laughs) seen that meme? It's, it's yeah. gonna it's gonna show up here in a second for you guys. It's like the girl holding the guy up situation, and absolutely, yeah, you're not even a beta male at that point. You're a how do you say the C? What's the what's the Latin for the for the this? Like you're you're like below beta. You got to be below beta. I'm sorry in my in my mind. <laughs> what a gamma. Is, 
the yeah. gamma. Yeah, you're way you're way down there, man. I don't even understand how how um, dudes like I know I've seen women doing it too, and it's not it's not a good look. But damn, guys, what's wrong with you? You know, how'd you get up every day and well, function? I think we've just seen you know really like a death of masculinity. And that's that's not just in men. It's just both like the the trait of masculinity has been kind of demonized, obviously, really with men, uh, men in particular. Mm -hmm. And it's really permeated everywhere. And, you know, it started if you if you look at history, you understand where it started from. It started. Well, we need to encourage we want to encourage women to go into, you know, education, just be educated like men, go to college, Mm -hmm. have equal rights. But like anything else in history there were people that started with good intentions then there were people who took advantage of it for an agenda and then you had like an overcorrection. Mm-hmm. so we ended up going from you know women were women didn't have equal rights with men to now they have equal rights with men to now we've demonized men and you know they're trash in yeah. a lot of ways and and we and the traits that that even women nowadays you read so many articles about these supposed feminists that you know they demonize men, but then they're like, "But I cheat on my husband because he doesn't satisfy me in the in the bedroom because he's a beta male, and that's what yeah. I said I wanted. But now I go hook up with some macho guy in a bar somewhere who you know treats me like I'm dirt. But that's really what I want. No. And, and instead of having the balance of positive masculinity with promoting you know uh, good good fatherhood, mm-hmm. uh, setting strong examples, self sufficiency. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, respect, things like that. Now it's just, you know, all about weakness and, you know, uh, uh, what, what do you want to say? Instant gratification. Yeah. So and yeah. things like that. Yeah. And, and Hank, I want to say something, too, on kind of on the same topic, something mm-hmm. I just thought of. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> my biggest problem with girls my age is I treat them too nice that, uh, you know, girls my age are so stupid that they want the the big badass guy that, that treats them like crap. Mm-hmm. And. You know, um, that's just not me, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's been going on for a long time. I have to yeah. tell you, um, that's been going on yeah. for a long time. That was my move when I was in high school because mm-hmm. I was always a really nice guy. And then I realized, I was like, oh, these these chicks don't respond to that. So I started just uh, like pretending I was quiet and moody, you know, and a badass or whatever. And then all of a sudden it was like, <laughs> you know. I, I couldn't, I couldn't, um, like, I couldn't get him off me, man. And I was like, wow, this, like, there's really something wrong with, and I'm not saying this, that there's something wrong with all women, but it's like, so, it was so easy to see. So I think, like, it's not just you going through that. I think all of us in our different generations have probably um, yeah. s- seen that with women. Um, and, and one of the things I want to say, like, I don't want anyone to think that I think women are weaker. Women Here's the, like, this has been said before. Women are not differently shaped men. They are different creatures from us, okay? We are literally different creatures from each other. And they have their superpowers and their awesome things and they have their their weaknesses. And we have our superpowers and our awesome things and we have our weaknesses, right? What, let me ask you this right now. We're all dudes right here. We're all sausage right here on this show right now. Who wants to push out a baby? Hell no. no. <laughs> I've seen it twice. Are you nuts? Yeah. So, I mean, women have that strength. They have that power, and they're mm-hmm. able to have children, and that's amazing. 
right? That's an amazing thing. So in in you know we all have our um, we all have our pluses and minuses and things like that. The problem is is that yeah the media is twisting America so much that this is one of the things. This is one of the big places where we're losing. Uh, go ahead, Dylan. Huh. Oh, I thought you. I thought you wanted to jump in. I thought you wanted to. Ju- sorry, sorry about that. Yeah, you had this look on your face like you wanted to jump in, uh, or is someone messaging you right now. Well, I, man, I'm. I'll be honest, Hank. I just got off of work, man, and I'm yeah. just. Uh, oh, okay, all right. I'm struggling a bit. I'm sorry. No, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, we'll talk He's about guns. Yeah, we'll talk about guns. We'll get you. We'll get you ramped up. Uh, we'll get you ramped back up here. So yeah, um, I don't know if anyone wants to add to that before we go back. Um, I think we've we've got our audience back here. I think I think somebody asked a question earlier. I'm sorry because I couldn't go in the chat about mm-hmm. uh, my dad. Uh, he was a lieutenant commander in the Navy. I, somebody okay. said they were curious about that. Yeah. So. Okay. Very cool. Everyone out there, smash the thumbs ups. Okay. Uh, we someone was asking you in the chat before we went off whether or not you could salsa, and they said this is a serious question. They're not trying to be. You know, oh yeah, they're not yeah. trying to be we, racist uh, or anything like no, that. No, no, no. I'm not saying that uh, my my parents probably wouldn't be satisfied with the quality of my salsa. Uh, but but yeah, Joe and I, Joe and I have been. No, it's funny. So probably in our circles in South Florida, we'd be seen as average to mediocre. But when the white people and 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 black people invite us to their parties and we dance salsa, we look like we're on Dancing with the Stars. Well, so that's, the that. point. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, the point. That's the point. I'll take it that way. You got to know how to switch those hips. That's the only. First of all, I'm not a good dancer. If it's a non-Latino wedding, we're good to go. If it's a Latino wedding, then we're kind of like, we got to hide in the corner. Yeah. (laughs) The only dancing I think guys should be able to do is like a little bit of a two-step. Just enough to satisfy your chick. Just a little bit of a two-step. That's all you need. I, I, I leave. I leave the dancing to the professionals. <laughs> yeah, it's blood. It's just one of those things yeah. that you learn growing up. It's like walking. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think this is. Uh, you know, you could tell me if this is out of bounds, but I know, like, growing up in New York, um, I had lots of friends who were Puerto Rican. I had girlfriends and stuff like that who were Puerto Rican. If you, 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 if you had, if you hung out with anyone that was Puerto Rican, at some point in that relationship, you're going to have to do a salsa. You're gonna yeah, have to oh, do yeah. some dancing. <laughs> yeah, no, dancing yeah. dancing was was a big deal. I, yeah. I want to say that my parents weren't necessarily as hardcore because mm-hmm. my mom was learning how to speak English mm-hmm. in the early part of uh, mm-hmm. my dad's naval career to survive. Because even living in Japan, you know, nobody knows Spanish, but English is kind of a universal language everywhere. Yeah. So we 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 kind of became really. Um, we got a huge mix of Puerto Rican and American culture, mm-hmm. but growing up, I definitely have more mainland. I, I guess I would call it mainland because as Puerto Ricans, we are Americans. Mm-hmm. So I got more mainland exposure mm-hmm. and more uh, English American kind of uh, cultural stuff. But it was always in the background. The music is always playing in the, in, in the back of the house. Yeah. Uh, Dad gets home and, you know, he's he's always messing around and, and dancing with mom. And that's that's how yeah. it is. Uh, so Joe says, uh, oh, yeah, we salsa danced on date number one. Yeah, we did. So yep. There you go. Boom. There you go. That's in that's in a lot of different cultures. Like my parents danced and all that kind of stuff, too. <laughs> and, you know, you can do a little, you know, I'm not a fan of it. I'm like Dylan. I think bad boys just lean up on the wall. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's, that's what real bad boys do but you know what about you don't try to don't try to escape this dancing question Richard <laughs> do you dance or not we could get your wife to answer this if we have to 
luckily she doesn't like to dance. Oh, oh. So okay. I don't. I don't have to dance. So, uh, okay. All right. So when, you got lucky. <laughs> when I was growing up, I spent years at dancing school. Oh. Ooh. Oh. So you can dance. The, the fox trot and the jitterbug uh-huh. and all that. Was that know. to meet the? Was that to meet girls? And no, that was because my parents said you will go. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I understand. <laughs> you know, it, uh, it was nothing I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You didn't want to do it, but you learned some moves, though, right? Oh yeah, I learned. You know. Okay. I learned the traditional dances and, you know, I don't completely suck. I just suck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's nothing wrong with being able to dance. Nothing wrong with it yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, so Razor JB says, what part of Japan uh, and when he and then he says Zama 95 to 97. I'm not sure what that means, but that's up to uh, you. We you were. Want. Yeah, we were in uh, Yokosuka. So the 7th Fleet headquarters mm-hmm. uh, from 90 to 92. So I was I was like five years old, but yeah. I, I actually remember a lot of it. Yeah, it was a pretty cool time. Yeah, and Lola, I'd love to go back. Okay, Lola says, uh, "Lean, uh, lean on the wall, aka cannot dance." Okay, Lola, you know that's not true. <laughs> Don't even try it. You know that's not true, Lola. By the way, so when I met Lola, Lola, one thing about her, she liked to dance. Lola was in the clubs every night. Every night in New York City. She grew up in Maryland. She's like a quiet, nerdy girl. So she came to New York City to go to college. And kaboom. She had to be in the club every night. So this was my my move was I, like one of the few dudes in New York City who had a car. So like 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, I'll pick Lola up from the clubs. And then we'll hang out. You know, I'll take her somewhere and, and like make like a late, like an early breakfast or something like that. That was my smooth. I had my own apartment, my own car. That was that was my move. That's how I got that. So, man, you were it. You're ahead yeah. of the game. Yeah. If you're ever wondering, like when you guys were talking about it before, like you're wondering, like, how the hell did Hank Strange do this? That was my move, man. That's why I believe in the power of cars. <laughs> You know, <laughs> she's trying to say I have two left feet. That's not true, woman. That's not. That's, that's not a hundred percent true. Make him dance. Make him dance. I could do a two step. Can I or can I not do a two step? I'm not gonna say what she's saying right now. I'm not gonna repeat that. Yeah. We can hear. Oh damn. Okay. So. <laughs> Um, okay, listen, let's go back to some gun stuff over here. Let's go back to some gun stuff. Like I said, I'm going to um, I'm gonna encourage everyone to smash the thumbs ups. Uh, I, I don't know if everyone got their, got it out of their system about this um, sergeant in, in Parkland here that they put back to work. Does anyone um, have anything else they want to add to that before we move on from it? Got to bring that up again, don't you? Yeah. Gotta piss me off again. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, it's 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 a really maddening thing. I know it's just coming out now, but it's really maddening. And I think at some point in America, people should demand that the 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 if you're in if you're in if you're a politician, if you're in government, you're serving us. We're not yeah. we're not working for you. You work for us, and we should yep. demand better than this. So if you're in this part of Florida. You should demand better. You should tell them, we don't want this guy in the system. We don't want him on the streets. I know I agree with what Rolando said that, you know, the Supreme Court came out with this nonsense that they don't have to protect and serve. Well, that's bullshit. Yeah. 
Okay. Why do you become a cop if you don't want to protect and serve? Yeah. yeah. And the same people that say that we don't need firearms to protect ourselves are the same ones that say the police don't have a duty to serve and protect us. While the, while at the moment they're letting all these criminals out of jail. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They're all this Corona stuff. And, yeah. Um, you know, it's just they just want you unarmed and helpless. Yeah. All the time. Well, that's why. That's why we got to take advantage of this time and and. You know, this time is is kind of a blessing and a curse the way that I look at it, because especially my wife and I, we've seen more people in our circle come out and say, you know, message us in the background like, hey, I, I really feel unsafe right now. The the government's letting people out on the streets, criminals like I want to buy yeah. a firearm. What do I need to do? Mm-hmm. And luckily for our friends, they're in Florida. So it's not obviously it's not as good as it used to be, but it's a lot better than a lot of states. Mm-hmm. But right. even then, yeah. they're still shocked. I got to wait five days, a five day waiting period to buy a gun. That's yeah. crazy. And and right now you can't even, uh, you know, Nikki Freed has obviously frozen our online permitting system. Yeah. Right. So if, if you're not fortunate like us that you already have a concealed carry permit, uh, first of all, it will probably take you weeks, even if the system was up to get it anyway. Yeah. But now you can't at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was talking to one of my neighbors. Actually, one of my neighbors called me today. Um, I don't know where they got my number from, <laughs> but uh, one of my someone somehow right. This is probably why I shouldn't give out my number on the internet. But someone, one of my neighbors called me. He's like, "Hey, I'm your neighbor, and you know, we wanted to know if we could come shoot with you because we're we're trying to get our CCWs." And I asked him some questions to, like, confirm that he was my neighbor and everything. And then I was like, okay, listen, I'm cool with that, you know. Um, And then he called me back because he was trying to get everything arranged. I guess he has a friend who can give them the class and everything. They just wanted to know where they could do it. And since, you know, they know that I shoot and all that kind of stuff, they asked me. I said I was fine with that. Then he came back and said that, you know, we're we're coming over, but I just came to realize that – that, that that office for the CCW thing is closed. And I was like, yeah, I hate to talk to you about politics because we're neighbors, but this is why people yeah. need to pay attention, you know, when they're voting. Yeah. And I said, in Florida, we voted in uh, a liberal to be in charge of CCW permit. So, yeah, that's why it's closed right now. Yeah. You know, so um, – yeah, man, we really messed up big time there, and we didn't pay attention. We didn't demand better than that, and this is what we have, unfortunately. Yeah, we got to encourage we, those new earners to vote uh, now based on their rights. Yeah. Maybe they'll know better. Yeah. And we have to challenge the talking points when these politicians say, oh, we support the Second Amendment. We just want common sense reforms. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, then why is the why did you close the office down where people can't even protect themselves? Yeah. And if they want common sense, like my first response to that common sense nonsense is like, okay, you want common sense reform? Start with you. Start with the man in the mirror. Reform yourself. You know, I want to see you guys have term limits. You know, I want to see actual punishment for when you guys violate not just your oath of office, but when you do unethical things. I don't care if you have an R or a D behind your name, right? Like right now we have in the news about these politicians. I think there's a Republican that had to step down because um, he, he was doing some stock trading based on info yeah. that he was getting about uh, coronavirus. And uh, I know someone's told me before that that's 100% legal, but... I, no, there's legal and there's ethical. And, yeah. and, and, yeah. and what you and what we as voters can accept just because politi- 
obviously there's a lot of things that they do that are both illegal and unethical, mm-hmm. but at least for the things that we can see that are unethical, it's up to us to make sure. Do you want somebody that's unethical to represent you in, in Congress? Why would you want that? Because they're not going to deal in good faith anyway, yeah. and yeah. they will create laws that are going to be bad for you if yeah. they're already willing to to be immoral when it comes to things like that. Yeah. 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 You got to try to live up to a higher ethical standard when when you uh, serve the people. So let me just get to this real quick. James Miller made a good point here. I'm trying to catch up with the chat. He says, Hank, they should fire the guy from Parkland and hire Greg Anderson from Washington who made the video about not infringing on people's rights. Yep. hundred, a thousand percent if I could. <laughs> I would agree with yeah. that. Um, but I bet, I bet Broward is just like Seattle when it comes to that. Though. Yeah, they're, <laughs> oh, yeah. they're just as bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyone have any uh, – before we move on from that, anyone have any uh, input on that whole thing with Greg Anderson and the video? Did you guys see it? Did you get around to seeing any of that video? Yeah. Okay. Saw both of them. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so what yeah. do you guys think about this? Uh. I thought it was I I thought he did the right thing. And I think it's it's refreshing for people, especially mm-hmm. now that we're living in a time where really, I, I think I think we've seen a lot of people in the freedom movement. I know we have a constant debate about backing the blue and things like that on on, on the gun side. And I think now more than ever, you know, the blue is under an onslaught because we're seeing a lot of uh, uh, unfortunately seeing a lot of police officers enforce not even laws, they're decrees. You know, somebody's not wearing a mask, somebody's at the park, some dude is out surfing in the middle of the ocean. We, we have to go arrest that person. And so to see now in the midst of all of that, unfortunately, a lot of police officers kind of, you know, showing showing what people said, like, hey, we told you that they would do this the entire time. They care more about their jobs than the Constitution. Um, to, see, to see a police officer that's like, no, I'm not gonna stand for that, it's pretty refreshing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and hopefully it encourages other police officers to do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what do you think, Rich? Yeah, I mean, I I would like to see a lot of the police officers, mm-hmm. you know, step up and do what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never been a huge fan of law enforcement. Mm-hmm. I don't have problems with um I don't know why. Maybe I'm just a dick, but mm-hmm. well, that's um, always at least seventy five percent of the situation. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, uh-huh. you know, at least it shows there are some of them that are good, decent people, and that know what their their job is and what it's supposed to be and what the Constitution means. And, you know, unlike so many of these, oh, we don't give a shit about the Constitution. Well, you goddamn should. Yeah. I think there's a lot of them who feel that way. I know I, I'm not going to tell you guys 100 percent. Right. But I feel like there's a lot of yeah. police officers. And, and I think you're right, Rolando, that, you know, there is this kind of like debate that goes on in the gun community. Are we pro cops, anti cops? You know, and um, I know people hate to go down the middle of this. I'm in the middle of this. I'm anti those cops who believe that they're not citizens like the rest of us. We're all citizens. The politicians are citizens. The cops are citizens. And they call us civilians. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's that's a problem. I have a problem with that. We are all part of this society. We are all serving this society together. 
and we're all serving each other. Yeah. Okay. Not not yeah. in the same ways, not even in equal ways. So you know, I, and I think that there's some guys that that become police officers to be bullies or thieves and or and all kinds of bad stuff. But most of the people who do this, I see these guys every day, right? So it would be disingenuous for me to say, ah, oh, man, you know what? These guys are all bad. I see these guys. I have family yeah. members that are these guys. You know, there's people who I really care about that this is their profession. And I know for a fact that they really mean this and they're really all about this and they believe in the constitution, they believe in America, you know, and they want to serve people and they're willing to risk their lives. And that's what makes me mad. You know, that's what makes me mad like at this guy who gets to do this and then come back and now, now you know, we have to deal with him. So, but it's sometimes tough to have that <laughs> conversation with uh, some gun guys. It, Go ahead. And and uh and something that I'll say like you know from working at a gun store for about I've been working for close to eight months now. Mm -hmm. Um, I I like Richard. I mean, I I'm more of a libertarian mindset, so I've always viewed law enforcement as a waste of money because um I I just don't think the police are very efficient in stopping crime, and they're they they're not their job isn't to stop crime; it's mm -hmm. to show up. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah. I will say, like, you know, I've got to meet several of the of uh, officers from our local uh, police department uh, in Kentucky, and um, I've gotten to shake hands with these men. And many of these men are men that, you know, really would go out of their way to in uniform yeah. or not would really yeah. go out of their way to make sure not only you're safe, but like. Like if you're if you're if you had a car trouble and your tire was flat, these would be people yeah. that would stop, mm -hmm. that would fix your car up, and they're just they're just really good, honest people. Yeah. And um, it's just you know it's it's that to me like you know that's while I'm not a huge fan of a lot of the things law enforcement does, that's at least refreshing to see that. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's just a sign of the culture too. I mean, the police are the people. So as you see a culture deteriorate and people care less about one another and have le uh, lower standards of honor, morality and things like that, mm -hmm. then, of course, you're going to see that in the police force, too, because they're just a yeah. reflection of unless you're going to hire foreign police or something like that. They're from the community. Mm -hmm. So you're going to see some of the community, the good or the bad reflected in them as well. Mm -hmm. And what one thing I forgot to add on law enforcement, something that I believe strongly, I believe to be in law enforcement, you should have had to have served in our U.S. military because one thing that I believe is every officer that I've ever met that has served in the military, I know there's probably some bad apples out there, but everyone that I've ever talked to it are the, normally the ones that really care about our rights. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, that's interesting. I, uh, I'm not sure if I'm 100% on that, but I, I, I like the direction you're going. I might. I would even say, like, it, it it maybe should be a requirement that everyone serves in the military. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That might do us all a little bit better if we, you know, if we think about it. And and I think one of the things, one of the problems that we have, is especially in some places. I don't think this is this is not all of the country, and this is definitely not all of Florida. In some places, we have too many cops. Yeah. You know, and um, and what we really need is less cops better vetted, better trained. Mm -hmm. We don't need someone to be a cop because we need so many black cops or Latino or so many women. Let's yeah. get like the best people, pay them, Let's get the people them. who want to be cops. Yeah, let's and, pay them, and train men, them. And, 
Go ahead. And many of the many of the cops, you know, that are former military guys, those are the guys you want guarding the schools and whatnot. Yeah. Because when they they don't run away from the sound of gunfire, I mean, it sounds it's pretty mm-hmm. simple to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, and you know, yeah. I think if we did this the right way, to go back to what you were saying, then the, then in general, we sh- then we can all serve each other. So if we have less cops. Instead of like how some cities like New York City, Miami, right, other places mm-hmm. have too many police officers and those are the only people sometimes that can easily be able to defend themselves. Let's have let's let the people be able to defend themselves and then have these police officers serve specific jobs that we say, hey, this is what we want you to do. Yep. Yep. You know, instead of like yep. rolling around, giving everyone tickets and stuff like that and, and yeah. just trying to build up revenue. Yep. You know, let's let's get something uh, better out of it. So um, let me see here. I don't know. Yeah. The one thing I always have to remind myself and I've got a number of friends that are cops and Mm -hmm. stuff. And I always have to remember the crap that they have to deal with. And I'm talking just the people, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, they're, you know, most of the time they're not dealing with the, you know, decent part of society. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know they're dealing with the dregs of the society, the crackheads, the you know, mm-hmm. and that's you know, why that's why we hire them, right? Because we decide we don't want to deal with that. Yeah, <laughs> this is the weird thing. If you look at police at places where, um, and maybe they're even right, like the police are killing too many of the people there, but really, if you completely remove the police department from there, who's going to do that? Who's going to deal with the Chicago? Bad guys? Yeah. Well, and, and yeah. sometimes it's just the laws that, that create the situation. It's like prohibition created the gangster mm-hmm. uh, yep. you know, situation and things like that. You know, you have uh, the illegal drug trade creates the cartels. Mm-hmm. And that's where we get a lot of the border violence and things like that. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you, you have to pull out of the situation and say, well, we kind of created this because we tried to pass laws to stop certain things that, like you said, a lot of us have a libertarian mindset. Some things just let the people do them and they have to face the consequences for it rather than creating a black market, which creates crime and things like that. That then you have police that have to go in there and and deal with it all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, so that's part of it, too. You know, if if you don't have people getting arrested for selling single cigarettes in New York City, you're not going to have police have to arrest people and get into altercations for stupid reasons either. Yeah. So that's just kind of how it works. Very true. Very true. I mean, like even I was looking at the video of uh, I think it was a target and this is not cops. These are security guards. But the target where they had this mask policy. And then I guess there was some guys in there without the masks and they, they weren't wearing them right or something. Yeah. And so they asked those guys to leave or whatever. And they were trying to escort them out. And somehow they got into a a little bit of a melee with these guys. It, it, I think I saw Guns and Gear put this up, right? This was so silly. Yeah, I saw it today. Yeah, this was so stupid on both sides. Like we're creating this, we're creating this mask thing that's not necessarily helping people. But okay, you did it. And then you want to compel everyone to do it, and 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 you've got security guards spending their time trying to make sure people are doing that when they have a lots of other things to worry about. And now you're creating a situation where there's a there's a melee going on in your store. There's a <laughs> shooting in your store. The solution, the solution you came up with is, is making it worse and creating problems that didn't exist before that. You know, 
Um, it's really stupid. And then what are we going to do when we go back? If I, I guess what they're not planning on going back, to be honest. I hate to say this. I had to sound like a conspiracy guy. They must not be planning on going back because what happens when we go back and then people want to start robbing places wearing masks again, if that's not already happening. And then, you know, yeah. people then they go back to like, hey, you can't wear a mask and come in here. Well, the, see, this is where I've been having this weird because everybody says the masks are for control. And and I, I'm willing to go down the conspiracy path because you, you have to be able to think certain things. You, you have to be able to op- be open minded mm-hmm. to almost every scenario mm-hmm. in order to prepare for things, even if it's unlikely. So, uh, you know, we went to SHOT Show in January, wasn't it? Right at mm-hmm. the end of January. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. if people were paying attention, we'd heard of the Wuhan virus and everything like that going on in China. So my wife and I, we already started preparing. We stockpiled. We had N95 masks and gas masks and things like that. We stockpiled food just because we're like, you never know. It's 100 years since the original flu. But uh, then in the beginning, they told us you don't need any masks. They don't do anything. Mm -hmm. Then they said we have to have them. Now, I knew the reason why they said not to wear them in the beginning, and that was one, they didn't want to cause a panic. This is my thinking behind it. And two, we, we have a lot of family in the healthcare industry. We knew that there weren't enough supplies to stop a pandemic anyway. Mm-hmm. So I think their first gut instinct is if it's bad, we can't tell people to wear masks because if it's really bad, we're not going to have enough gear for doctors and things like that. Mm-hmm. Turns out the Chinese were lying about a lot of stuff. It wasn't as bad as, as people said. Um, but whatever, that's neither here nor there, Mm -hmm. but it, it, you know, it comes down to having to be prepared. Um, you know, not, not forcing people to, oh, anyway, sorry. I kind of went on the tangent. Oh, this is what happens to you when you go down the conspiracy conspiracy tunnel. (laughs) So Uh uh, yeah. Anyway, I think it was at first they didn't have it. They didn't have enough gear. They didn't want Mm -hmm. people to panic. Yeah. Then they started encouraging it. Mm -hmm. Now for the people that say it's about control, We've got Google and Apple working on programs to start tracing people. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to work with the vaccine. Right. Now, facial recognition mm-hmm. is one of the best things to follow people. Mm-hmm. So the masks, even if they are for control, they also destroy kind of like facial recognition software. That's why the protesters in Hong Kong use it all the time. Mm-hmm. It drives the Chinese crazy. So in my opinion, it's weird because I'm like, if masks drive the Chinese crazy when there are protests and they've got the most massive surveillance network in the world, it's kind of like one of those things of we're also kind of hurting the state in a way from being able to monitor us in one way. So it's like they're setting themselves up to not be able to control us in the end if they start allowing us to wear masks. And then, like you said, crime could go up, too. So um, it, it's kind of this weird yeah. thing. I think they just kind of lost control yeah. and they don't even know what to do at this yeah. point. Um, my response to that before I'll, I'll definitely let you guys jump in. My response to that is I think that their form of control is chaos. Yeah, that's that uh, could be it too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I think they want. You know, um, they want uh, they want all this craziness. They want people to crack. They want people to not be sure of what's happening from day to day and and be under this pressure and for all kinds of things to go crazy. Because at the end of the day, they know they're fine. Everything they're setting up when they set up these gun laws, they don't say that politicians um, have to live by this too and won't have protection. Right. right. There's always yep. things built in to make sure that they stay protected. You know, so I, I think it's the same kind of situation here that they just really want this chaos. And a lot of times I feel like they're just pushing the buttons. Let's see what will happen here. 
You know, it's obvious that they could have gone about this a different way. Even if it wasn't obvious then, it's obvious now. These guys are planning on not letting go of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and if we get another serious wave, they're planning on going right back to this. And what do you think happens in that? In that, in that, we get wrecked. Yep. You know. Go ahead. I don't yeah, know. I, if, go ahead. I I think we're in a weird situation too because the the thing that a lot of people don't like to talk about, obviously, our politics. There, we have the media obviously spinning a lot of things, trying to make us afraid of everything. Uh, we have politicians, you know, fighting one another. You know, if one side says something that actually is common sense and makes sense, the other side says no, it's it's got to be terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and you end up just with this impasse, like you said, they cause chaos, they cause fear, they want control, and you know that's how they keep us, you know, divided throughout all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think most of us know in our hearts what's wrong and what's right. Yeah. I think yeah. most of us know that. And if we don't, like Dylan was saying, if there's people out there who don't know, I I don't know. I don't even think I have like empathy or or sympathy or any one of the pathies. Yeah. But <laughs> we, know, I don't we have all... any one of those for you because you just don't yeah. care about the rest of civilization. If you think that, like if you think because of this thing, you should get paid forever for the rest of your life you should make thousands of dollars like who the hell do you think is going to go out there and work so that you could do that mm-hmm. you yeah, know they don't know yeah so go ahead yeah and they and, and that's what they encourage you know because they don't knowledge is ultimately power if you don't yeah. know your rights if you don't know the truth if you don't know basic information you don't know how to take care of yourself you don't know how to defend yourself then they can trample all over you mm-hmm. and it's not just the people here that want to take power it we are in a war, you know, we do have our, we're in a cold war with China and they do want to undermine yeah. us. And if you'll recall early on, you know, Twitter really is a cesspool, but it's where you can really see a lot of this playing out because the media and the politicians and a lot of influencers all kind of jump into Twitter and you see things play out in real time. And I don't know if you guys remember early on, they were saying that Trump was going to declare martial law. And FEMA was going to set up camps and the military was going to basically take over. That was actually the Chinese intelligence agency that pr- that spread that rumor mm-hmm. on the Internet. And we've been mm-hmm. seeing that from the start they're trying to do that. So we have our own media, which undermines us. And then we have the Chinese the government. Chinese. That, yeah. Well, that I think our media is complicit with the Chinese. They Let's, are. They I are. Mean, they take it. Hollywood is owned by the Chinese. Yeah, exactly. Yes. They, yeah. they, they know yeah. that. They know political agree. correctness is our weakness. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because China doesn't follow any of our rules. They're an atheistic society that's almost like monolithically racial. If you're not one of the mm-hmm. Han Chinese, you're a yeah. second class citizen. Mm-hmm. If you're black or Muslim, we've seen what they've done. They blame black people for their virus. They throw Muslims in concentration camps. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they have us by the balls with our debt. Yeah, so, and then they call us racist. <laughs> exactly, because they know yeah. it will piss us off, but they, they're not affected if we yeah. call them racist. Yeah, they don't did, care. You, did you see that there was this video of where a reporter was asking um, a reporter was asking Trump um, something like, oh, you know, do you think it's wise or right for you to brag about, you know, how many people you've saved and how many tests you do and all these people died? And then I think he said something like, why don't you ask the Chinese? You know, and I guess mm-hmm. she she was Asian. So she had yeah. this mask on like halfway or whatever, and then she took it off. She's like, why, why would you say that to me? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, they're, they're trying to push that narrative on us. These are the people who literally said to Africans living in China, 
you can't go. Don't you can't don't go out anywhere. You can't go into any restaurants or anything like that. Yep. And yeah. then, you know, they had the who uh, I remember uh, like a Taiwanese news agency was interviewing one of the directors, of the who. And he basically didn't acknowledge that Taiwan did anything good because you can't mention Taiwanese uh, Taiwan and, and, you know, the Chinese because they get all sensitive mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, OK, listen, I don't know if we want to maybe we want to go to some gun stuff. Yeah. Richard, Rich, where are you going off to? We're go, go ahead, Dylan. Stop. Do you want to say something? Dylan, did oh, you want to say gun stuff? Yeah, he had to show off the guns behind him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He has to step out of the way. He can't touch those, obviously. <laughs> yeah, he can't touch him. Um, so one of those guns behind you is a famous gun. Uh, not yet, but it might be. Well, I know one of them. One of them belongs to Mac. That's the gun that last Look, week. I'll get my pointer. Yeah. So you yeah. can see, I'm not going to touch it. Yeah, but still don't. <laughs> still don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't, I don't like the pointer idea, Rich. I don't like the pointer idea. Okay. Um, so, so one of those guns behind. What are they? First of all, explain explain to us what we're looking at there behind. Okay. And I'll go full screen on you so we could see. Yeah. The yeah. that one is my Smith and Wesson M, uh, Smith and Wesson Model seventy six submachine gun. Mm-hmm. And it was. It's a cheap copy of the uh, Swedish K. Mm-hmm. And then okay. that one mm-hmm. is uh, Military Arms Channel. That's a semi-auto version by MK Arms he's got that didn't work. Mm. He wanted to do a vi- got it, wanted to do a video of it, and he can't get through a magazine. Okay. So I've got it here, and I'm doing my magic to it. And yeah, yeah. And so well, just and like, when I send it back, he'll do a video of it. Yeah. So just as a little bit of backstory. Last, Very cool. Yeah. Last week. I, was that last week? Yeah. Last week when. I think it was last week. Yeah. Last week you were on. Mac was in the uh, was in the chat. He was verifying all of this, that that's his gun. Yeah. He opened his mouth first. Yeah. I, <laughs> I could and not said a word about it. Yeah. Um. So, uh you know that that's a cool thing. Now, are you actually going to let people come over there and fondle that gun, or you know, yeah, yeah, ten dollars a head? <laughs> you know, you can lay your hands on it. You know, it's not on live stream. No, not on the live stream. <laughs> yeah, no. Listen, here's what I would say. We were we we're probably all looking forward to seeing Mac make that video. So you need to get that gun working. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Get that gun working so we can see the tomorrow. video. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and hey. Hank, I think I've had mine up at your hacienda. Oh, you have. Okay, cool. I think I had yes. it up at uh, yeah. Baby Face P's um, party. Oh, his bachelor party. Okay. I was gonna say get it working and then bring it to me first, but I'm not. I'm never do that, you know. Not really. <laughs> I would think about it, but not do it. I wouldn't do it to him. I wouldn't do it to him. I'm pretty sure he's looking to get him for. To come down. Uh, yeah, he he comes down here from time to time. He's been down here, you know. Um, and and yeah, he may he may do it again. Um, okay, listen, Flying Rich gave us a couple of bucks here. He says, he gave us five bucks. He says, I tuned in for family therapy with BWE Richard. Get rid of this foil hat crap. <laughs> <laughs> the, the person, the one, the big conspiracy theory guy in the whole crew 
So you know that he doesn't really mean that. So um, let's see what other gun stuff is going on with you guys. Anyone get any cool guns? Uh, you know, I know we can't show them or anything like that. Or anyone has their eyes on anything cool? Uh, I think um, Dylan, you were there was something that you were saying that you guys had in the store and you sold it really cheap. And then Walter was like, "Man, I, I wanted one of those." I I know, and um, I'm I'm gonna start. Um, I'm going to start texting you when stuff like that comes up. The problem I have is like sometimes when that happens, it literally is on the shelf for five minutes max. Mm-hmm. You know, that mm-hmm. was that Wolf T91 upper we sold for uh, $200 when they're generally like 450 bucks new. Wow. I mean, that was a, that was a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I will tell you at our, at the store, um, uh, I won't talk about, uh, am I allowed to talk about prices? Um, from I, I don't mind if you talk about prices. I don't know okay. if the well, store minds. I will tell I, I will tell you. Um, you know, um, if anybody is in need of anything right now, there's there's a lot of places to buy your firearms. And um, you know, I work at a place called Everything Can Still Carry in Louisville, Kentucky. And mm-hmm. you know, if 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 y'all if you know, I know things can be hard to get right now. Like, um, you know, we have um, we just got in some Glock 19s today, a couple of them. And mm-hmm. they're they're Gen fours. Their normal price four ninety nine. Mm-hmm. We're Glock stocking dealers. We price our stuff as low as Glock will let us. We got um, we completely restocked with Sig pistols. Although um, Sig is having an issue right now, where most of the models like the three six five, the three twenty, um, those types of guns, they only come with one magazine because they are behind uh, production on their magazines. But they send you a little. Um, uh, verification code where you go on their website and register and they mail you another magazine, oh, you know, in a, in a little bit. Yeah. So they're behind on that, but we're, we're pretty much fully stocked on Glock, Smith and Wesson pistols and, uh, Springfield and SIG. Mm-hmm. Most of the other brands, I mean, I've got a, uh, I've got a DPMS Gen 2, um, G2 308 in stock. I've got a couple different – I've got the SIG M400 Tread. I've got uh, a few different ARs like the Smith & Wesson M&P Sport 2. So, I mean, you know, if anyone's in the store – like I said, there's plenty of places to buy your guns online and stuff, but we can ship out of state. And um, like I said, if you guys uh, call the store, Hank, if you don't mind, I'll give the number to the store. Absolutely, yeah. Go ahead. You, you, you can call the store anytime at 502-657-8488. And it may not always be me that answers the phone because I'm not there every day. But I mean, we'd be, you know, we're we're a smaller store by like employee wise, so we tend mm-hmm. to we tend to try to remember everybody and what they need. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and like I said, I mean, I'm even if you just want to call and say hi, I'm happy. I'm as long as I'm like we're not slammed, I'm happy to talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. This is why you need social media, Mike. And, 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 and that that is, that's, that's, that, that's coming, Hank. I promise it's coming. I know I've been You let you Richard just... Hoffman get on social media before you. I know. I know. That's how lame Rich is a social media mogul at this point. I know. I know. I don't know if he can even hear me. Uh, can you hear me, Rich? Uh, he's zoned in. Yeah. Oh, he looks frozen. He looks like his camera froze. Uh, shout out to Hootie Who. I see Hootie Who out there. Um, I, you know what I would say about the SIG thing before we, okay, it looks like Rich is back. Can you hear us, Rich? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, I got a bad internet tonight. It's oh, okay. storm and it got a little storm going out on oh. and okay. it's just a mess. Yeah. Let's go back to that SIG thing. Cause I remember I was looking, I was looking at a store's website. I was thinking about getting a, a SIG P320. And, right. and I was looking at this store's site, a pretty big store. I'm not going to mention them because they couldn't tell me why this was happening. 
so I don't want to get them into anything. But I looked at their site, and all the SIGs were discontinued. So is this because of what you were saying um, just now with the magazine, or well, what's going on there? We didn't have SIG pistols for almost a month. They were all on back order, you know, hmm. like the 365 and the uh, the 320 series that you know, hmm. which includes like the M17, the M18, 320, the 365XL. Hmm. Hmm. You know, they're they're striker fire guns. Hmm. Um, and we just got them in about a week ago because, like, our you know our um, my boss he he is very good about ordering things. You know, he's just had it. You know in the cart and they've been on order. They've just, you know, all been unavailable. And mm -hmm. from, you know, when they just got in, um, I, I will say like, it, it, it does suck because, you know, it has cost us a little bit of sales on the SIG guns mm -hmm. because, you know, a lot of people rightfully so like, you know, the three, six, five there, those magazines are not cheap. I mean, they're every mm -hmm. bit of, you know, $50 most of the mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, if it only comes with one magazine, I like, you know, they're, they're going to wait send one you, magazine for the three sixty five is, is 50 bucks. Uh, every bit of 40, I would say really I mean, close to that. Yeah. Wow. Just because, you okay. know, that gun, I mean, the excuse SIG makes is, you know, that gun was designed around its magazine and it's real short and holds 10 mm -hmm. rounds. And apparently it's more, exp and they make 12 and 15 round options also, but they, but yeah. apparently, you know, they, um, you know, they, they cost them a little more to, to make that magazine than some mm -hmm. of their others. Yeah. Is your um, store armament and access putting up a, 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 a website is your store eccguns.com? That's that's correct. Yes, okay. it is. All right, cool. So anyone who wants to go there. Um, so does anyone else have any idea what's up with this SIG thing? Why there were all these SIGs getting discontinued? What's up with the production delay here? Any feedback on that? Um, uh, sorry to um, – mm -hmm. one thing I will say that um, mm -hmm. because my, my boss told me, um, you know, we uh, we sell lots of SIG firearms. So, mm -hmm. you know, we're very – like we got invited. Like, you know, we um, – we're pretty like you know the company reaches out to us every now and then like um and he he just told me he was on the phone with one of the distributors and they're just um they're super slammed on production mm. on and that with the magazines i don't know if um i don't mm. know if it's the place that's making their magazines but they're just they're they just have a shortage on them and like every SIG we have in our store basically only comes with one magazine out of, you know, in the box. You'll get your – they're also sending uh, one good thing. This is about criminal. SIG. It is criminal. <laughs> one good thing, though, that I'll give SIG credit for uh -huh. is not only are they sending you the coupon, like this little verification code where you they send you a magazine in their house, but they're also giving you like a coupon for like 25% off of their online store, like a purchase from their online mm. store. So at least, at least they're – semi giving you something for the in for the yeah. inconvenience yeah. You know? i'm not trying I to mean, knock them but it seemed very no, I'm not either yeah it seemed very obvious to me that something went down and yeah. i and i was gonna look into it and then i completely forgot i got caught up in other things and now you reminded me but if someone out there i guarantee you someone out there someone in this chat has some kind of like uh you know uh back channel information <laughs> To let us know. I don't want to get you in trouble, Dylan. And then you get blocked off altogether from getting sick. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want that. So oh. it's all me. I'm just curious. It was very, it, like, I was looking at this site and every SIG was discontinued. And I was like, what, what's happening here? Why? I've never yeah. seen anything like that they, before. So. They were on back order on us for over a month. Like, they, they were harder to come by than Glocks, which is really hard to believe because Glocks, yeah. you know, flew out 
Yeah. Fl- flew yeah. off the ship. Rick says, I got three mags when I got my 365. Yeah, that's the same thing. Well, we got like three they, mags when we got a 365. Well, I was going to say, they they have this. Uh, we did get a couple of the, um, I think they're called like the TAC pack or something, yeah. 365s, where it comes, with, it comes with the SIG holster and three magazines, but we only got a limited number of those. And from what I understand, those were made before all this madness happened mm-hmm. with the magazine. So that's why we did get some of those, and they sold that day. And now mm-hmm. all the ones we have have one magazine out of the box. Okay. Um, yeah. Yul Adam says not all the dealers get the full kits. Um, right. And Hootie Who says SIGs are not for the pores like me. <laughs> um, there's something going on there there's something going on there i'm not trying to make a whole thing into it but i think like i wish companies would be a little bit more transparent with this stuff and just right. tell us like you what's know up. if you don't mind me talking about this today mm-hmm. actually i had a customer looking at a um looking at the 320 x5 legion you know which is a really you know nice higher end 320 yeah. with the flared magwell and the, yeah. the flat blade trigger you guys mm-hmm. know about it and mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, he was looking at that and he really liked it. You know, part of it being a Legion is you get the extra magazines, you get mm-hmm. the upgraded sites. And it's, you know, it kind of if you want, you know, if you add up all the cost, it's really not, you know, too bad of a deal. Mm-hmm. But then he looked at that. And when I told him when he saw that it only came with one magazine, like it just completely turned him off from yeah. buying it. And I don't and I don't blame him particularly because, you know, if this is like a firearm you depend on for self-defense and you can only have access to one magazine. Yeah. Like, you know, that's that's just not a very good. There's you know. something else to this story here, man, because I would think that SIG would be better off putting out a third less guns and putting two right. extra magazines in there or a half less guns and putting two magazines or something up in there. Come on now. They, they got too many, mm-hmm. way, way too many like special editions. Say. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. They do. So I think it yeah. just takes out their, how can you like run a factory when I'm sure they've got like the core frames and everything coming down the line and slides. And then all of a sudden they got to go a hundred different directions because they got different yeah. different additions and all this crap on it yeah so i think they need to simplify everything and they can probably keep up with demand yeah yeah um and i would just say this especially specifically because they sponsored the podcast walther has all the guns you guys need yeah yeah you get Uh, tons of magazines with walther guns i don't know we hey, and I'll tell you, hey, uh, just to let you know, the CCP and nine millimeter and in three, the new one in three eighty, mm-hmm. um, those you know the Walt the Walter guns. I don't know why. Like I, t- I told you this before last mm-hmm. time I was on, they they just don't sell quite as well as like mm-hmm. Glocks or Smith and Wesson or Sig because I my like you know they just don't have as good of a, a brand recognition from a name standpoint. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you that CCP three eighty. Mm-hmm. I recommend that gun all day long to, you know, a lot of beginners, women shooters and just, you know, people that are new. And um, that is a that is a really uh, that's became a decent seller for us. So I think mm-hmm. they, they've done a really good job with that gun. I agree with that. I didn't even um, Walter didn't even send me one of those. A friend of mine had one and he was like, you have to do a video on this gun. And I was like, OK. And I did the video. I was like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. You know, so I think the uh, the three eighty the three eighty EZ right. Yeah, well the the uh, the CCP three eighty. I think mm-hmm. it's a better gun than the EZ Shield three eighty. That's, okay. that's what I no, think. No, I mean, well, we sell we okay, sell yeah. more EZs. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. I think uh, you know I I think one of the problems that Sig has is like a marketing issue that, and it's not that there's. You mean Walter? 
Yeah, I'm sorry, Walther. Yeah, it's not that Walther isn't marketing. It's that you're going up against this, like, I mean, how much marketing has Glock been doing? Yeah, and Sig yeah. spends over, like, 20 million bucks on marketing. Yeah, it's crazy. Glock and Sig, I mean, it's the Sig P320 is, like, is that second to the – um. Is that second to the G43, or did that overtake the G43 in sales? I'm not sure. Um, um, I think that I think that the 320 might be a little bit below it. Don't quote me on that, but I think like no, I know the, the Sig or the 365. You mean yeah, yeah. the 365. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. The, yeah. The, yeah. the Sig 365. I can tell you from our store mm-hmm. is our probably. It is our second or third best-selling gun in the whole store, and the only reason, the only gun above it is really the Taurus G2C, just because really? of the, the price. Okay. We sell a lot of the G2Cs. We sell a lot of the Easy Shields, you know, for newer people. Okay. We sell a ton of the Sig 365s, like like the XL series, the NRA oh, edition wow. ones. Mm. We we sell like um, we the SAS model 365, you know, with the Meprolite style sight. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the the 365 has just continued to dominate every okay. other concealed carry gun, in my opinion. So they're kicking sales. they're kicking Glock's butt right now, then. They they are because oh. like um okay. like I think the 43x is a really good gun, but um mm. I I just don't think you know when you compare it to the 365, the 365 is just still quite a bit smaller. Yeah. You know then. Yeah. Let me just throw this in here because this is interesting. What Hootie Who said, he says uh, he's trying to tell. He's telling someone else this, but I'm going to put it. I don't know if he wants me to. He might not want me to. But he says I put twenty thousand dollars of guns on uh, credit cards last year just to make videos, sold my house and cars to pay it off. Not kidding. I believe that. Damn. I believe that. Last year, Lola and I spent thirty thousand dollars to do all this stuff. So. Um, I know that like you, you, you're not doing this stuff, Dylan, uh, Ro, I think that, um, you, you guys are just starting, right? So you're not, yeah. <laughs> you might be buying guns, but you're not adding that extra expense of doing YouTube videos and having to burn yeah. new ammo. Yeah. For us, it's more advocacy right now. Obviously, if we ever had the chance to shoot more and do that kind of stuff, we'd love it, but it's more getting the word out and teaching people Yeah. and getting them into it. Yeah. Then, then we send them to watch your videos and then they get excited <laughs> and then they want to buy more guns, too. Oh, well, I appreciate it. I mean, it, it's tough. It's expensive to do this. Uh, Richard, you know that like some of the like your guns that you have are specialized oh, yeah. guns. They use special ammo. Yeah. That makes it super expensive. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. and, you know, just when I test fire the sub guns, I got to put, you know, I put three magazines, so that's almost a hundred rounds through each gun. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it yeah. adds up quick. Yeah, um, yeah. Ammo's so it is. Yeah, uh, ammo's expensive. Doing this whole thing is an expensive thing. Yep. You know. Yeah. Um, well, especially with especially with the YouTube situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is the reason why. Like, I know sometimes people get mad about it. Um, and it's kind of weird, right? Because I feel, and you guys could tell me what you think from your point of view, because I'm coming from like the point of view of being a YouTuber. I feel like a lot of the audience thinks it's sacrosanct for us to make any kind of money. Like they believe that guys like me that are putting so much money into something, so much time and energy and effort into doing this, that we should be broke. We should not have anything to do this, you know, um, and it's almost like I feel like almost we have to be like monks or something in order to do this. And you're just not not like, what are you even talking about? You want to make money. What, what do you guys think? 
I think a lot. I think the fact of the matter is that most people, this is kind of like a cynical viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Most people never get to really do what they want to do in their lives, or get to make money off of things that they're passionate about. Mm-hmm. So that when when certain people do it, they don't realize. First of all, even if you're passionate about something, that doesn't mean there there's a reason the work the phrase a work of love comes from. Mm-hmm. So you can love something, but it still takes a lot of work, which is what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. So people think it's easy to. Uh, go out there and just say I'm going to do some mag dumps in, a, in like empty land somewhere, and then I'm going <laughs> to edit a video, and right. it's going to look great. But mm-hmm. editing, vi- see, I-, I see this because I was really lucky to be exposed to like what you guys go through mm-hmm. the past few months. You know, being around guys like Argo J, KD. You know, I even got to meet Coleon a couple of times, mm-hmm. and. You, you know, uh, Joe and I were filming for Argo J and, and SHOT Show. That's how we got invited up oh, there. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. Um, and so obviously we got to see the behind the scenes, you know, of what he was doing and just how much we filmed, the amount of content, seeing you and Lola obviously running around all of SHOT Show with your cameras and gears. People don't understand that you don't – obviously Joe and I were overwhelmed being noobs going to SHOT Show for the first time. It's a big deal for us. But even helping Jay out – I was like, man, it's so overwhelming. You couldn't even absorb everything that you're filming or going over at that time. Mm -hmm. Then you have to spend hours upon hours editing everything afterwards. Then you start building an audience like the chat is great. You know, Mm -hmm. I love participating in the chat Mm -hmm. and and you want to go through that. That's another few hours that you spend answering comments, replying to emails. So next thing you know, even if you're doing like one or two videos a week, that's like a 40 hour job sometimes. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing even more than that, it's like overtime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's all on yeah. you. It's not like, oh, hey, you worked overtime, Hank. We're going to give you 50% more on your paycheck. No, it may not translate that way yeah. uh, in views and things like that. So yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't translate that way for us because we're yeah. gun people, right? So yeah. if any of us – I mean it's – look, it's not easy. If you're, if you're a person doing makeup right now and some, because you know the, like the, the makeup people might be the biggest people and you think, oh, I'm cute. I could do makeup, and then you start getting into this trying to make makeup videos on YouTube. You're gonna suffer. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be tough. Anything in life worth it is a tough thing. But I think it's made it's made even more difficult when constantly, like I put so much effort and energy into making a video, and I put it up on YouTube, and they do two things. Not only they do they demonetize it. But I'm approaching 100,000 subscribers right now, and I put up a video. Sometimes I put up videos, it gets a couple hundred views. There's no, there's, I'm not trying to act like I'm, you know, I'm some kind of. Yeah, and I know. do not, I do not always get, no, I very rarely get notifications when you, when you put new videos up. And I'm signed up yeah. to where it goes, supposed to go to my email and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's a yeah, major I, problem. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rich. Can you hear me, Rich? Nope. As nope. soon as Rich put his hands there, he messed up. The, you can't touch that part of the screen, Rich. You're, you're freezing it. What were yeah. you saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's funny because I come from the old school in the gun world. Mm-hmm. And I cannot figure out all this nonsense about YouTube and, oh, you can't make money. Yeah, what a bunch of damn pussies. You know, you're in it for the damn money, period. I'm yep. a gunsmith. I want to make money. You don't like it. Yeah. Screw you. Go somewhere else. Um, right. 
you know, and I come from, you know, the 70s and 80s. The damn gun writers are a bunch of damn crooks. If you yeah. wanted a good review, you put an ad in the magazine. And it wasn't one ad. It was a year's worth of ads. Mm-hmm. So that right there was anywhere from ten to $100,000 mm-hmm. to the magazine. Then you gave the writer a gun, and he kept it. Mm-hmm. That's how you got a yeah. good. Review. But he also got paid for the article, which right. you he know. I mean, he should, right. but but all of those things should happen in my. Well, I'm not. I mean, maybe they should expose to people exactly what they're doing with the advertising and everything. But people should be able to make money to pay their bills and have the things that they want. Like I think you yeah. believe in socialism if you right. think. People shouldn't make any money, yep. you know, at all. Well, That's probably communism. And, and socialism is if you think we should just make enough money to just pay my bills. You should have nice things and, if you want them. And, Hank, the thing with me, like I'll tell I'll tell everybody, like one of the reasons, you know, I support you and, and a couple other channels is, you know, I support you guys because you all are doing things that I can't do. You know, you have a voice that, you know, you give people like me a voice that I, that I just don't have. You know, like people mm-hmm. – People like me out there just don't, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not represented in the world in very large numbers, you yeah. know. And, I feel you. And my, the way the way that I look at that, Hank, too, is, you know, man, like I look at you, too, and just from a thing, it's like, like I don't understand how. Now, where I think people have issues with the whole money thing is we've seen some influencers turn into paid shills where they're doing things for the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, obviously some people like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you really question where their motives are, mm-hmm. but like the way I look at it, like with someone with you, Hank, like I don't see how anyone cannot watch your videos and not tell that you're genuine mm-hmm. and that you're, appreciate and that, that you really mm-hmm. say what you believe. So it's just one of those things too. And it's like from another thing too, it's like, obviously you talk about the expenses and stuff. YouTube's not paying you very much. So, I mean, you, you have to have your support somewhere. And otherwise, you know, like YouTube, their whole intention of demonetizing is they just wanted the gun channels to shut down, so that way they didn't have to throw them off. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, it's yep. up to yep. it's up to us to support the gun channels, or you know, or it's you know, that's what will happen. Yeah, well, I think another thing that consumers don't get is that, like back back in the day of cable of normal cable TV, you pay like you know fifty hundred bucks a month, and whatever they give you is what you get. Maybe there's one or two channels there that you like and the rest are garbage that you never use. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, people can actually get content that is so unique. They didn't even know that they wanted that content before. So if people don't see an inherent value in that, it's kind of mm-hmm. it, it, it's kind of BS sometimes. It's like, come on, man. Like you're you're literally getting better content than ever in, in subgroups. Like, you know, it, it used to be like, maybe you're lucky you watch the history channel and they'll have like, uh, you know, uh, tales of the gun or something. You're like, Oh man, a gun show on TV. This is great. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, literally you can find any lifestyle you want, any hobby you want, mm-hmm. and you get world-class content basically more than ever. And people kind of take it for granted in a way, I think. Yeah. And I don't think it's just the gun guys, by the way. No, it's everything. Yeah. yeah. It's car, it's makeup, everything. Yeah. They're yeah. going after a lot of things. I, it's almost like they want to pick the winners or they, they have maybe relationships. Like I see a lot of, um, you know, a lot of the celebrities now are jumping into this when, when before they used to look down on this, but they're jumping in. But now because they're jumping in, they have more cachet 
than that guy who's out there and genuine and connecting with his audience and doing stuff. I think like Dylan was trying to say, I appreciate that he supports me. He supports Mac and and I know other guys. Mm -hmm. That's how I met him, you know, and that should be like a give and take kind of relationship. You know, if, if we're, if we don't have all these outside influences, but they own the game and now they're trying to control the game for certain people's benefit. And I don't think it's just me. Cause if you look, I was looking this up actually, um, 2019, the top 10 YouTubers, okay, YouTubers in general, made $150 million combined. You know, this is from Forbes. Yeah. I was looking that up on Forbes. So there is money in it, and there is money going to certain people, but now they almost want to... It's like what happened with the music industry or the movie industry. It was this thing that they were experimenting with and it was growing wild out of control. Now they want to bring it into control and make deals with with people that they're like, okay, this is okay, this is not okay. And it's so tough because where where else do we go to? How do we create something separate, right? If if we're not wanted. I know everyone says, Oh, well go and do your own thing. Not easy. No. You know, I know I yeah. know some of the uh, like independent journalists that I listen to on YouTube, uh, Tim Pool. He's been on Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. He, he's a big one that knows a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that the social media companies are doing. Mm-hmm. He said, at least in in the news space, in the journalistic space like uh, ABC, NBC, Fox, CNN and MSNBC really have seen the independent journalism has come back on YouTube and different platforms like that. And it's a threat to their model because Mm -hmm. they're in it to make money. So now you have, obviously we see the mainstream media is lying to us. So they're, they're losing credibility, independent journalists now on YouTube or Twitter and things like that. Mm -hmm. They're telling the real stories and they're actually on the ground. That's a threat to their money now. So I think it's also large companies going into certain industries and they're saying, we'll pay you even more Mm -hmm. to basically undermine your own content that made you what you are now. We'll basically pay you to get rid of that. Yeah, I agree with that. And that's what you're seeing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's like, and and I'm going to get him in trouble for this, but Babyface was giving me this analogy um, before we went online. He says, you know, it's like porn, okay? And if you remember a long time ago, (laughs) Dylan, when you were a little baby... You know, there was it, that kind of stuff was very glossy, right? It was very glossy and shiny and a lot of makeup. And but over so nowadays, we don't want that because we see that's not real. Well, that's how people are seeing CNN and MSNBC yeah. and for that matter, Fox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and so they want the real guys because they're like, oh, no, that guy is real. You know, he doesn't have yeah. some kind of agenda he's trying to shove down my throat. That's a real person, and I want to connect to that, and that's what makes it super dangerous for them. Because the, those of us who are real human beings living out here, you know, um, we see it, we connect to people, and we can move those people. You know, versus like when you have, uh, what's the name of this guy? Is it Chris Como or whatever, the guy that works on CNN, who's telling everyone, mm-hmm. you gotta, you know, you gotta shelter in place with this COVID. Basically, he has COVID. He's telling Frito. Every, yeah, yeah. He's telling everyone yeah, he's right, in the yeah. basement. Meanwhile, he's fighting with a guy with at his house that's under construction because he's out in public. And I'm not mad at him for being out in public. I'm mad that he it's it's a game and he's fake. Yep. You know, and we all know it. Not just mm-hmm. us because we're gun guys. Everybody in America knows that that's fake. Yep. Yeah. You know, um, we're probably we we got away. How how do we keep getting away from guns? 
<laughs> I think it's because guns have to do with freedom, and we're just in a time now where our freedom is under threat more than ever. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of it, it kind of just it, evolves into that. Yeah, and and I'll Every say time. too, Hank, yeah. straight up too. Like I I love I absolutely love talking about guns, but it's also you know I I enjoy talking about life with you all because you know I. I look at all of us as, you know, we're all the same people and um, I enjoy hearing your all's experience things because, you know, I'm I haven't been I haven't been around very long. And um, I definitely appreciate the, the advice you all give me. Yeah, I think we appreciate you, too, man. It gives me yeah. a little bit of faith to know that there's young people like you out there. It's not, yeah, it, it's it, not it, all it doomed. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's pretty doomed. <laughs> <laughs> well, with this, this is why we got to get you. Uh, we got to get you hitched up and making clones. <laughs> Yeah. Well. <laughs> Finish school, get your degree, <laughs> build a career, yep. put some money aside. I'm not trying to rush. I'm not trying to rush the situation there, you know, but yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, there are other people. I think that's why there's there. That's why people are connecting with us because they know that. I think all over America, there's people connecting. If you guys see, like I was looking at Joe Rogan, for example, and those people in California are pissed, like those comedian guys, they're pissed off now because they can't do shows and they yeah. are losing a lot of money. And they're going yep. broke for, because they can't do shows, people can't perform, folks can't get out there, right? And so now they're getting mad and it's like, hey, do you guys realize that you put these idiots in charge? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and if you, re- if you get mad enough, realize that you put these guys it- in charge and this is what they did. And, and and if you let me say one example of this, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in March when the COVID stuff, like when the rush on firearms was, you know, like it's still there's still a good demand for firearms right now. But, mm-hmm. you know, it it has toned down slight, you know, a little bit from okay. March. Mm-hmm. We had a ton of, of I don't even want to say liberal or Democrat, but mm-hmm. a ton of just anti freedom people that. What do you mean? I have to sh- have a, a form of ID with my correct address on it. Blah 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 blah. I want to go. What do you mean? I got. What do you mean? I got delayed and I got to wait three business days to be able to pick up my firearm. And I want to look right at them. You know, I'm. I, I got to stay professional because it's not my store. But I want to look right at them and say, "You voted those assholes in. Suck on that." <laughs> So true, man. That's so what true. I want to say. I'm yeah. being serious. Yeah, yeah. This is why. Yeah, I'm telling you, you're an old soul, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but they did. They wait until it affects them mm-hmm. to want to make a difference, and that's when it's yeah. too late. Human beings. So this well, is the nonsense that's when we they do. move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when they move to a free state and then turn yeah. it into the communist state. Yep. Yep. Right. Yep. Rogan right. was saying he wants to go to Texas. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's but, like Musk wants to go to Texas. Texas, go ahead, go ahead. It's bro. up to it's up to us in the free states to teach them when they move in. That's that's what we have to do. Mm-hmm. A lot of people grumble and they're like, "Oh, these people are moving in here, messing everything up." Or are you going to go out there and talk to them and tell them, "Hey, you know, you gotta." It's not. I hate to use the term "reach across the aisle," but it's 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 you gotta you gotta stick out a hand out and say, "Look, this is what makes." This place awesome. Why'd you leave where you came from? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the laws there are becoming unbearable. The taxes are too high. Well, th- this is these are the people that caused that. Don't vote for those types of people here. And yeah. you might see some freedom here. Yeah. Suffering either teaches you or destroys you. Yep. Yeah. This is why us as human beings, we are we there is a problem with us. <laughs> you know, and so we need to suffer to either learn or be destroyed by that. 
You know, the problem is when you look at it as a whole country, you can pull the whole country down with that nonsense, including the good people who are working hard and want to make things better. You know, that's the risk we're always running. So, um, listen, we are approaching nine o'clock, you know, on this historic podcast where like the whole YouTube died for how long was that? (laughs) It was that like, an hour or something. Yeah. yeah. Was, that, was it 15, 20 minutes or something like that? Oh, my God. Yeah. You'll always remember where you were when the coronavirus hit and the YouTube died. <laughs> <laughs> and all this craziness happened all in one. But before all the folks start getting out of here, I do want to remind everyone, like, smash the thumbs ups right now. We still have a lot of people in here. We appreciate that. But I want to go around here and, and give people a chance to, uh, to tell you who they are so you can catch up with them. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Rich. Tell the folks how okay. how can they support you? Where can they find you? Communicate with you? Uh, they can go to my website if they want to support me, mm-hmm. and it's bwefirearms.com and buy lots of Uzi parts yes. and MK seven and send your damn Uzis and MK seven sixties in for me to fix them. Nice. Uh, that's the best way to support me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me on. Uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, YouTube, it's all a variation of BWE firearms, whatever they made me put in to get it to work. Yeah. But if you just search for BWE firearms, I come up. Yeah. Let me put it this way. If Mac, uh, if Military Arms Channel goes to him to get his gun fixed, so should you, except if he doesn't fix that gun, we don't know him. no pressure Max and I already had this conversation oh man we disavow any knowledge (laughs) feast or famine yeah if he doesn't get it fixed so Rolando tell us how can the folks get in touch with you how can they support you guys man you've been a great guest we gotta get you back on here again oh yeah uh, definitely I I would love it Uh, and I know my wife had a great time too yeah Uh, you can find me uh, uh, we would rather have her back on but yes we you know, you're, hey, you're I, a close I, second. You're a close second. I, I, I'd rather watch her on the screen too, but then I'd miss her in person. Yeah. Uh, uh, you can find me on IG. That's really where we're active right now at Puerto Rican Pistolero. And uh, for Joe and I, she's Latina locked and loaded, but we have a page together that's locked and loaded Latinos as well. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I put that in the chat for anybody that's interested. Yes. Awesome. Please, guys, do go out there and uh, support. Now, I know, Dylan, you haven't uh, gotten your act together and created any social media yet. So what could the folks do? They could at least go to the store, right? Tell them about the store. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, and by the way, I will be on the gram in a couple of months. That is. Oh, yeah. Happen. A couple of months. Uh, yeah. If we make it to <laughs> if the apocalypse doesn't yeah. end the planet. Yeah, it might be too late. I've really been bad on that. But anyways, uh, please, uh, if you guys are on Facebook, please go to Everything Can Still Carry. Uh, in Louisville, Kentucky. We actually have two stores, but the one I work at is in Louisville, Kentucky. That's our by far our bigger store. And um, um, we we post a lot of deals on there, so please like us on Facebook. And then please call the store if you need anything at 502-657-8488. And even, you know, like I said, I'm happy just to say, if you just want to say hi, um, um, I'm always there on Mondays and Thursdays. I've been working some, I'm going to be working some Saturdays pretty soon. Um, but you know, um, I'm in there as much as I can be. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. And, and Hank, thank you again for having me on. No, you're welcome, man. Thank you for, for the support. Thanks to everyone who supports us. You know, I, I mean, I don't want to make it seem like I've got the worst thing in the world. I think that I do live 
a, a pretty good life to be an American, to live here in Florida, and to enjoy uh, the freedoms that I do, to have like all of you guys as my friends and things like that, and to be able to be in this community. We just got to figure out how to make this better, not just for me, for you, for like everyone. We've got to figure out how to make this uh, a better thing, how to fix what's going on here, you know, instead of just like talking about it. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to I want to thank Walther for uh, sponsoring the podcast here. I'm going to drop the end right now. Everyone stay sit tight. I'm going to drop the end just so we can be official. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel here. Leave your comments. Ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. You know, of course, you need to go to HankStrange.com, get up on the email list. You know, this is how you'll find out all things about us, no matter what happens and where we go to and how you could actually like support us and help us keep doing this. Um, thanks so much to everyone. Thanks, Dylan. Uh, thanks, Rich. Thanks, Rolando. Really appreciate you coming oh, on, man. Uh, yeah, you guys are great. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Hank. Yeah, absolutely. Please help these guys grow and uh, encourage Dylan to get on social media. So it, this, it's coming guys i'm just lazy yeah. it's real easy do you have a phone do you have a smartphone uh, yeah if i yeah. can do it yeah i know i know hey i was on facebook for years and i joined ig so yeah you're, right yeah you're we could get you at least 20 friends immediately yep immediately <laughs> When you start out there, okay. Listen, we're we're encouraging him, but thanks to every to everyone out there. Do you have any last words? Anyone have any last words before we get out of here? Um, I, I'll say something. Okay, go ahead, Dill. Um, Hank, uh, one thing that I just want to say to everyone who's watching: if if you guys can't afford it, I know that money's tight right now, but please support Hank and all your gun channels on YouTube because, um, like I said, without our support the channels cannot go on. It's very, Absolutely. You know, it's yeah. that simple. Yeah. Thanks. Um, I think it was on Like, I know this is terrible that I'm, that I forgot this, but I believe that honest outlaw lost his whole channel, right? I yeah. did see that. Yeah. I, so I let's, yeah. That briefly. Yeah. Let's, uh, you know, I mean, we got into a bunch of things here, but let's keep, let's keep, uh, our eyes on that. Help that guy out. Go support him on the backup things that he has and all of that. Uh, this is happening and it's going to continue to have to happen. So it really sucks. And as Dylan said, we do really need to support people out there. Maybe we'll get into this a little bit more tomorrow. Uh, thanks so much, guys. We're out of here. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace. Peace.